when I met you. Anyway, yeah. how's it going all? Are you, are you there, Mr. Chin? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Um, shut it up. Anyway, anyway, are we going to record a podcast today? Sure. Let's talk about some games. Or not, maybe. <laughs> we talk a little bit about sure. games, but... Trying to f- games. games. We ain't do games yeah, connected stuff. We try to play some games. Are we ready? This Trying call to get back is up? being recorded. That sounds like a backup to me. Yeah, I think we're ready to go. Let's just do this. Play something funny before the start of the show. Yeah. Something funny. funny. Welcome y'all to the veteran gamers. Juju, Jimmy, and the fellas will tell you about every single game that you're playing this week. News, reviews, and an indie pick. Stew story time and Chili's game breakers. Here comes Duke with the soundbite saviors. It's the veteran gamers. Man, they best renamed that shit to Galo. It's the veteran gamers. It's the veteran gamers. Hello and welcome to show 184 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Jesus Christ, 184. It is 184. We'll have to do a live one for 200, right? We will, we will. It's not that far away now, is it? Jeez, 16 weeks, man. That's winter. It'll be winter. I know, I know, yeah, actually it is quite quite far away. It's coming. We just watched the first episode of Game of Thrones last night. Uh, Do you know, I keep thinking about watching that. Well, they're banning Game of Thrones in the UK, did you hear, Stu? Really? Is that true? Or are you just making some Well, they're people? banning porn, right? So it's the same thing. Ah, uh, no, no, no. One particular type of porn I think they're more interested in, which is uh, the What, Naruto uh, porn? No, kiddie, yes, kiddies type stuff. You like that, uh, Naruto? Which is just, justly so as well, it has to be said. Justly so. Uh, but, yes, how is everybody? I'm good. I rode around the lake good. today on my bike. Oh, yeah? You want right. to a fucking metal? Yeah, what do you want? And then man? I made a little video for the book and all sorts of stuff. Hey, I've read, read one of your stories on your book, Duke. Aw, uh, thanks. Yeah. Yay. What book is that, Chinny? Uh, this ain't what you're wrong for. Where you can go. you buy that? I've become... There's a TV show called The Critic. It was a cartoon show. It only ran for two seasons. Some of the writers and the producers and it, of The Simpsons... Didn't he go on The Simpsons, that guy? That, that, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. They had an episode with the film festival. That was him, The Critic. Yeah. So there's an episode early in the show where... He's abducted, kind of like misery, by his biggest fan who's obsessed with him. He's a film critic, but she's obsessed with him. She even has this cardboard motorized cutout when he wrote a book. And that's what I've turned into that cutout because he keeps saying all the time, Buy my book! Buy my book! Buy my book! So I, I feel like I that's me. Buy. Hey, I, anyway, I, I, I made a sale for your book. Did yeah. You? Who, did you get one? Who did you get to buy it one? It might have been Tara. Sucker! Talking of suckers, I've got a bone to pick with you, Duke. Uh-oh. Because I ordered your book, and it was seven ninety nine, And now, well, for some reason, it's seven quid. It's a I know, what's up with that? I looked on Amazon.co.uk the first time it showed up, and it was like seven fifty. And I said, I told CreateSpace, because they asked me, what do you want to charge for it? And I put in $10 in the U.S. And then it said, the, the uh, distribution options you've chosen, you have to charge more than 10 so I was like, what the what? And they're like, the minimum is like 10.65 or something. So I was like, all right, I'll just round up to 11. And then I said, 
how does that convert to pounds? And it said uh, 693 or 720 or something like that. It was, it was, you know, closest to seven pounds. So I said, all right, just put it at seven pounds. And then when it went live, it said like 750 or 799 or whatever you paid. It was 799 it was, and now it's seven. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, dude. Yeah, yeah well, you sent me a pound. adoption, man. I know. It's a good job. I, it's a good job I know you, and I'm like friends with you. I'll let you off the pound. I should have given you guys both free copies because I owe you both ten pounds, don't I? Mm-hmm. I don't know what for. I thought what, I, what, what? I made some bet once upon a time and then never paid up. Well, you never paid me for some bet. Dude, that yeah, I, think I, at some point. I don't. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Whatever. You owe me ten pounds for. Um, you said that GTA Five wouldn't be released ever, and I said it would. So. <laughs> Bye, man. That's Bye. right. Yeah. And not forgetting that Chini owes me lunch <coughs> because he said Mirror's Edge 2. Yeah, but that was on a week to... that I was very ill. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, um, I should explain <clears throat> we're going to do a slightly different show. <laughs> slightly different. I'm dancing show. in my seat, you can't tell, but maybe I can I you hear this. Because the news I'm is blood. a bit slow. <laughs> news is a bit slow at this time of year. I think. Yes, it's slow. There's no nothing going on in the game. There's no news. There's not many new games hey, to play. It's all that yeah. important, though. I know. Let's there's... pay some respect to what's important. Eight, eight, yeah. eight, eight pounds and two ounces, little boy. Oh, has it been born? Yeah, it's born. <gasps> oh, my God. Breaking uh, news. That is breaking news to me. I didn't know. I don't I care. Either. A bit of breaking news. That's, baby. Ah, jeez. I bet, I bet she did some squealing when that came out. I, was I love all the headlines in between when she went into labor and when the baby was born. All the headlines are like, royal family carries on as normal as nation waits. I was like, really? Who cares? The royal well, family that, baby born. Also, some stuff in Iraq and Egypt. <laughs> yeah, by but the seriously, way. Seriously, over eight pounds. That's like getting a base, like baseball, a basketball out of your nostril. I was, I was, I was a 10-pound baby, I was. Jeez, you were huge. Yeah, but I shot out. They, they needed like a backstop for yeah. me. Bet you were like a javelin. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what they call it. I don't know. Charles or something, probably. The palace announced yeah. that the royal family, including the queen's husband, Prince Philip, the baby's grandfather, blah, 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 uh, and other family members have been notified and are, quote, unquote, delighted. Notified? What? Like, they have to do a special call? Uh, oh, just to let you know me, baby, I wish to inform you that the baby has been born. <laughs> oh, I'm delighted. That's exactly what Prince William and Camilla and Charles and Philip said. I'd love them to call it something stupid, you know, like, like a celebrity type. They should call it something stupid. And now, presenting Prince something stupid. Prince Moon Station. <laughs> Alexander Supertramp, the first. <laughs> That's definitely what they should do. Kaiser Soze. <laughs> You're awesome. Oh, I think Tarquin's quite a stupid name. <laughs> Tarquin. Lingwin, bum bum, bust up, patang, patang, ole, biscuit barrel. Somewhere there's a Tarquin <laughs> listening to this game. Well, fuck. Shit. Hobnob. That's what they should so call it. So Kevin Phillip, bong. <laughs> you remember that? The election uh, night? No. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, well, had all the, the yeah. character, the people running for office, whatever. Silly green thing. Brooklyn. They should call it Brooklyn like the back of the. my buck! Find my block. Should call it Dave. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> probably, this ain't the baby you rung for. <laughs> Prince Fred. Yeah, that's like viral marketing for your book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bye, my. Anyway, yeah, I don't. I didn't think. I don't think I actually said what we were doing, did I? I don't think I got <laughs> no, as far there's as. There's nothing that. in the news. Um, there's nothing in the news. So as a result, but after that, 
as a result, if we haven't get to it, uh, we're going to do like a video game music special. There's more news in Devon than there is in the game. There is. There is. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. That's so dancing because of all the music that's coming. So we're going to talk video game music, our own, that, you know, means something to us from games, and also the communities, because they had loads of responses. What's that Facebook? video game podcast that used to exist that played all the music? Gosh, that was one that... Daniel, uh, wasn't it? Yes, he did. Daniel knew. Yeah, it was awesome. What was it called? I'm trying to remember now, because that's a long, knows. long time What's that? ago. The podcast that Dan knew used to do with video game music? Pixel something. What, Pixel something? No, I don't think it was that. Pixel tracks, wasn't it? Pixel tracks, it could have yeah. been. Yeah, something tracks. It was something like so, that. But now, but now it's this, so it's left to us to do fill in the gap. It is. It is. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're doing, so and, stay tuned, um, people. And John Conger, he did one, didn't he, for a while as well? He did one. Really? I don't know if I... You know, from the Gamesman, yeah, he did one for a bit. Oh. Did he? Oh, yeah. He used to do like an... In- he did it like an in-between show, didn't he? I think he? I was on one of them. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, can't keep... I never know what his name is, because he has several names, doesn't he? We'll call him JSS Life. Like, Steve Conger, not John Conger. Steve, no, it's, it's John as well, isn't it, I think? No, it's Steve. No, I don't know. He seems to have different names. Anyway, we'll call him JSS Lifelike, because that's easiest to remember. Steve. And then when he gets saved by his Australian friend who has a gun, <laughs> guy shoots the cardboard thing. Sorry. It had to be done. Why? All he said was, buy my book! Buy my book! Buy my book! I'll be quiet. (laughs) Anyway, um, Steam sale's over. Steam sale is over. Uh, You know what? Here's the thing. How many trading cards did you get, Stu? Not a lot. Uh, lot. I haven't played enough stuff. I'm talking about, you don't... Girl, I'm talking about what you got for participating in the sale. Oh, I've got about four. Four? Yeah. What are you, Charles? I love, I love, I love this. Two. I, love I this can't whole... do two. Are we, are we done here? Yeah. Uh, I love this <laughs> whole... Uh, <laughs> this whole... Achievements are stupid. <gasps> playing cards, playing cards. Need more playing oh, cards. I crazy about Because they these. just show up. Achievements are fine when they just show up. But... but someone, who was it I was listening to? I'm trying to figure who I was listening to. I think it might have been Fraser Moores. And he was saying... That he, he left the game running, went out to do stuff, came <laughs> back got and five, five cards. cards. Yeah. I'm, you know what? They announced the Skyrim cards after my last game. So I'm amazed I don't have all the Skyrim cards yet because I haven't played it since they announced the cards on Skyrim. I'm like, dude, I could be getting cards. But I've been be busy playing load. other things. Well, he's, I'm sure he's hes doing it like the stock market. He's selling and buying the things. See, you know? I need them. one more card to get my Steam Summer Badge for 2013 Ooh. but i don't care enough to buy one so i'm waiting yeah but they're only about a dollar apparently they're 50 cents about... when i sold mine there you I'm go 50 poor. cents it's all supply and demand though you know if there's less of them well, then exactly. they go up in price but i need to get some money how can i get some money buy my book <laughs> that's brilliant um but the only freaking game i wanted in the proper sale was Kentucky Route Zero, as we know. And the one time, uh, it bloody well, well could have made up, it possible you know? for you. Was it Dragon's Lure. Lure in the thing? Bloody Dragon's Lure. Who <laughs> votes for Dragon's Lure? <laughs> you like Dragon's Lure, I was just like, fair. I was, no, but if it had been any other game, I'd have been, if it had been something decent, you know, like, that no, you think, oh, yeah, people know Dragon's Lure. It's that name Obviously. recognition thing. I was just like, what? And it was 2% or something, or 3% difference. Don't I'm worry, just like, you've got I'm not it. listening either. Well, 
anyway, don't you talk about PC gaming end. console boy. We'll come back to you in a minute. Console. Yeah, we'll Sounds like a really bad superhero. Console. Console, console boy. Console boy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, do nothing. In the end, I did buy it on the twenty-five percent off because I thought, you know what? It's, it's like, yeah, it's not going to get Fantasy Seven for like six percent off or something like that. Buy my yeah. book. <laughs> played it yet though well this year i've only spent 22 pounds and 14 pounds of that was on that so. i don't even look at how much i spent i bought probably like seven or eight games but the stuff i really wanted to be cheap they, first of all none of the magic the gathering games were on sale that was really annoying uh, i know that's <laughs> uh, no versus zombies went half off the whole sale i was hoping it might go cheaper but whatever so i got that for five bucks and then Sacred 2 Gold Edition, that requires a 20 gigabyte install. Now, it's probably one of those things, because, Stu, you probably know this. A lot of times, a game will say you need to have 5 gigabytes free on your hard drive, and then you go to install it, and it's like 2 gigs installing now. And I'm like, what was this business about 5 gigs? God, no, sometimes it's just to have enough free memory because it'll be buffering or something like that's, that, I guess. I guess. So, whatever. Like, I, I have Sacred 2. I don't know when I'll Everybody's play it. Everybody's buffering. Everybody's buffering. I don't think it's called buffering, 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 runs, endless caching, caching, I think. Everybody's caching, it doesn't really work. People might want to hear what I bought, but I guess not. Anyway, talking of, look, right, we've got a lot of music to get through, so. So nobody gives a shit what you bought, Duke. We don't give a shit what you bought. So, what I've always, why don't you talk about what you played out of what you bought instead for a little bit, but not well, too much. Steam Lover in it, so nothing. <laughs> 400 <laughs> days. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show, right? We're doing the spoiler cast. I don't know whether we've got time. Oh, what are you talking about? You don't know if we have time. Oh, come on, Jude, I'll be a gay. We'll see. We'll see. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we get on. I have see, no problem the game with it. It took like an hour and a half. It, it won't take. Well, let's see how we get on. Let's see how we get on. Yeah, that means on. no. Like on The Simpsons. Like, believe it, no. We'll see. No. But when somebody Look, says, I'll right. try and make it, that means you won't make it. If you got on with what you've been playing, goes, then we could maybe get to, to that point. Try not to freak out the blind man. And Bart goes, I can't promise I'll try, but I'll try to try. <laughs> anyway, I played 400 Days. I really liked it. Um, <laughs> Thomas was alone. I finished that. Finish it? Cool. It's, it's a really good game. I really encourage people to play it. It's fun. The mechanics are awesome. The, the, they do tone down the narration after a little while, which is good. They do the thing, though, Stu, which you'll know. It's You start off with these, like, what, seven characters, and you meet them one by one along the different levels, yeah? Yeah. And then so you it's a good, with, nice, nice, slow learning. That's fine. Curve. But then you end up with these gray people, and I'm just like, oh, now what? And it's all about jumping through the different clouds of color and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is annoying. And the way the story ended was very disappointing. I was just like, come on, artsy, ambiguous. Next he's going to jump off a tower and turn into a bird. Possibly that could happen. That was a dig at Dear Esther. I know. I I, I, I know the listeners you, might not know. Anyway. Uh, very subtle. Uh, very subtle. I'm yeah, yeah it's very guy. subtle. <laughs> like a, like a sledgehammer. I got a lot of stuff I got to get done. So Spoilers for, spoilers for Dear <laughs> Esther as well for anyone no, who I'm hasn't happy played. to spoil Dear Esther because then people... No, you yeah. know, you shouldn't spoil anything because some people like that game. We'll come to it in email. With Bible, guess what? He comes back three days later. Bruce Willis is a ghost. <laughs> in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's a spoiler. Is, though, I was watching um, 
Armageddon. So I don't get how that fitted into the whole story. Oh, well, as, as a ghost, really he went up to the stupid. asteroid and then Liv Tyler was like, <laughs> 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 sad music played, really... so you're what? supposed to be sad. What are Arrow's oh, doing up there? I don't. Again. It doesn't make any no. sense. Makes no sense whatsoever at the end of that film. It's a confused mess. I saw a meme that said, it's so much easier to train miners, or no, train astronauts to mine than it is to train miners to be astronauts. It's like, yes. (laughs) Anyway, the other game I'm playing. Huh? It's fun. It's fun. Come on, stop interrupting. Let him get on with it. (laughs) I don't interrupt you, do I? Yeah, shut up. Get on. Jesus. When have I ever interrupted anyone? Buy my book! Alright, so the other game I've been playing. <laughs> this is a good episode. We're having fun. Yeah, this should be known news more often. You interrupted <laughs> my sound clip! What else do you want to discuss? <laughs> there you go. I've been playing Fallout New Vegas. Oh, God. But here's the Please, thing. Did you really want me to let him carry on there? <laughs> no, I wish you'd have stopped him now. <laughs> Too late. But here's the thing. This is the first time I ever played on the PC, so I, I've got all new things to talk about, like uh, crashing. Oh, wait, that's not new. Yeah. God, it's so annoying. I don't mind when a game crashes because I know I'm basically running it on, like, a clock radio from 1986. Like, that's the equivalent of what I'm using to run these games. But I set it on low settings, whatever. So, you know, when I, I can tell, like when I, okay, I got some mods that increase the number of NPCs on the screen. So I enter a fiend hideout now, and suddenly I got 20 fiends shooting me all at once. That's a lot for my computer to handle. I get that. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. There's a bug on the PC, and I don't know if this is on the console too, but it certainly is on the PC. Sometimes when you try to continue your game, it just loads forever. The little icon thing with the roulette wheel, it just spins and spins and spins forever. And the loading screens just switch back and forth forever. It's so annoying. So what you have to do is you have to start a new game, and as soon as the new game starts, pause it and then load your old game, and then you can continue playing. How stupid is that? Very stupid. God, and Bethesda's never fixed that. They, I mean, it's there's threads all over the Internet about it. And if Bethesda can't fix something based on some threads on the Internet... What are they doing with their time? I tell you, who plays PC games? It's just stupid. It is stupid. Pathetic. Stupid. I was looking at, like, if I had a better computer, I could probably play more of these mods. And I was looking at PC gaming prices. I'm like, man. And everyone's like, oh, you should build your... I don't have time or the energy to build my own. That's not happening. It takes don't, an don't, hour. Don't even try. It's not happening. Period. Dude, End of discussion. Dude, you can buy, you can buy this pack, pass. right, where it's all set up for you. It's called an Xbox. <laughs> exactly. And- it's all good. I can't play the mods, dude. I can't play the mods. Me? Yeah, see, you ain't got nothing to say about that. Mods suck. So anyway, that? I got to talk about some of these mods real quick. Uh, there was one that increased the spawns just in general. So when you encounter someone from Kaisar's Legion, and I know y'all haven't played it, shame on you, but people who have I've played it, it. Know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know I've you've got, got it. it. You I, played played it. It. I played three hours of it. Does that no. count? That's like saying I, I read know. the first page of the Bible. I did. I've done oh, that yeah. too, yeah. Now, I don't know why. I don't even, even see I put it down after that. Anyway. Very far-fetched. So, more reviews. I, <laughs> but it has a lot in common yeah. fall in New Vegas. So, because Kaisar's Legion, man. So, and Crucifixions. Um, but, I so it increased the spawn. Every time you encounter someone from Kaisar's Legion, you encounter three people from it, whatever. But, it first of all, it got boring, because there's just monsters boring. everywhere. You, you have to constantly boring, stop and fight them. And, so I took that away. 
And but there's another one called World of Pain, which just basically puts a whole lot of new locations out there. And there's lots of new fiend hideouts and lots of new monster nests and stuff. And so that's cool because there's you know, a few stories here and there. Um, I got a gun, a night vision implant. That was cool because I realized there's a number of spots where you have to go into like a basement of this building and it's totally dark and your light doesn't illuminate very much. And that's part of the atmosphere, right? It's supposed to be like, oh, it's creepy. And you, but you know what? I've played the game three times already with the creepy atmosphere. And now I'm ready to just blaze through and win easily. So I found this mod that gives you a night vision implant. Push a button. Pew, suddenly you got night vision. You can see clear as day. It's awesome. And the silly thing is you can change all the different colors. So it starts off as like a blue night vision. I'm like, who uses blue night vision? That's stupid. What color should night vision be? Green. The one and only correct answer. Tell them what they won, John. So. Yeah, we both and we both did that exactly the I know, same right? way. I want a microwave. Yeah. I want a, I want a, I speed want a speedboat. Boat. I live in Birmingham. <laughs> speedboat. You dollars worth of monies. Anyway. Uh, Will we special prize? Yeah. The night vision is awesome. I encourage people to get that if they're playing it on the PC. Uh, the Gunrunner's Arsenal is really cool. It's actually DLC that came with the Ultimate Edition that I got, and it adds a lot of new guns and weapons and stuff, so that's pretty cool to have new things to play with. But the biggest exciting mod that I've played, this is the best quest mod I've played for any game ever. And I would say it might even be as good or better than Dawn Guard for the DLC for Skyrim. It, I think it's probably... It's as good or better than any of the DLC for Fallout New Vegas. I was pretty unimpressed by the DLC for Fallout New Vegas, especially Dead Money. Y'all remember how much I, remember, I hated Dead Money. I remember you saying that you, you thought it was crap, yeah. Well, because all these different things... Can, and it's funny, because there's a mod for Dead Money that lets you just skip it. And I thought, why would you skip an entire DLC? I paid for this, but I don't want to play it. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, it's, it's a mod called New Vegas Bounties. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You have, the, the, there's this office and this guy who sends you out to go kill people. And every mission is pretty much the same. There's a guy here, you got to go kill him. But they mix it up in terms of like who it is you're killing. In one case, a bunch of junkies scraped together as many caps as they could to get rid of this jerk who was hanging out with them and harassing them. And in another case, oh, it was yeah. like, junkies with monkeys, diseases. Who's giving these monkeys? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> da -da, da -da. I don't know what the hell that was, but just fly the cockles. Really? Oh, that's right. Duh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's a good song. But then there was another one where there's this guy was like abducting children, and so you have to go and track him down. And it's really cool. Now, it's got voice acting. The humor is actually very good. The writing's decent. The voice acting's solid. And I, I was interested in the characters, like the dude who gives you the the bounties. He's an interesting dude. You learn his backstory, and it's just it's really well done. So if anybody has Fallout New Vegas on the PC, check out Bounties. Uh, there's two mods. There's like Volume One and Volume Two. I just started Volume Two, and it's a lot more open. Like Volume One was kill this guy. Here's where he is. You go there, you kill him. That's pretty much it. There's a couple of them where you have to go from place to place, finding some clues or whatever. But mostly it's just go here, kill this guy. The, the second one that I just installed, it says, go find this guy. His whereabouts are unknown. And that's all you have to go on. So okay, I'm just okay. like, where do I start? I don't know how to go ahead with this. This is crazy. So we'll see if it's as good. But the first one really impressed me, so I'm looking forward to finishing the second one, too. And that's so what I've good, been playing. Yep. I need to play good. that game badly. Good. Keeping yep. it short and sweet, that's what we exactly. like. Exactly. 
Exactly. Right. Well, I'll get on with mine because mine's very quick as well. Um, I finished Papa Wio. I finished that. Did you destroy? Now, do you uh, destroy? I guess we can't talk about it without spoiling it. But do you yeah. destroy? Do you subdue the abusive father? How does that work? Um, it sort of leaves it a, a little bit the open. Pause your car at the end. It leaves it a little bit open ended. Yeah. I thought there was going to be some resolution to some subtext that was going on, but there sort of wasn't. Or maybe I just missed that. It's got a tough, uh, but tough it was okay. Out how you're going to end a game like that? It was. It was interesting the way that they did end it, though. Yeah. It was sort of more of a, a, a bit like a revelation, I guess. Uh huh. It's a bit like a revelation, but it's it's an interesting concept to the game because the monster you need to get to where you need to get to. But at the same time, it's sort of attacking you at certain stages. When it eats the frogs, that obviously represent alcohol. Right. So it's, you it's, think it's, about how it represents or how it connects to vi- an abusive family member. Yeah. You need you need your father, but your father's also abusing you at the same yeah. time. So it's that sort of you need him. Yeah. But also he's abusing Just you. Just like a compl- the, It's as complicated as the actual situation yeah. of a an abusive parent. It's it's interesting. It's not. A f- I can't. I couldn't really describe it as a fun game to play. Yeah. Oh, so it's like heavy rain. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's got some. It's got some cool mechanics. Though. I love that. I like the thing. Oh, that's an interesting commentary on anything. Yeah. It's got some cool mechanics, but you know, and some nice sort of representations and analogies and things like that in yeah. it. Um, but it's 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 an interesting ending. Uh, none of the puzzles in it are too taxing, really. You don't, there's nothing like Portal sort of complex in it, so you know you're not going to find yourself stuck very often playing it. Uh, it's not a nice aesthetic, though, and you know it's a, an interesting story. I wouldn't say, like, I say it was fun, but it was interesting, thought-provoking. Yeah. Thought-provoking, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, but yeah, definitely worth playing. How much is it? Definitely worth playing. It wasn't very much. I think I paid. I think I got. I got it in the sale on Green Man Gaming, so I think I only paid about four quid for it or something like that. I think it's about eleven pounds normally. It's not very long. It'll only take you probably about four hours maybe to finish. It's not. It's not terribly long. About four four hours or so. Um, and then, as always, you know, in in keeping with the last three or four weeks or however how long it is, I've lost track of time now. Uh, but Animal Crossing, I play nearly every night for about an hour, hour yeah. and a half. Okay. So, and I've unlocked Club LOL, uh, which is great. Gotta say, I've been in there, doing jigging, jigging around, doing a bit of you know swinging pants. It's and, a nightclub in the game, you know. Right? Yeah, it's cool. Uh, uh, DJ KK Slider uh, plays every okay. night. I'm t- and he's in Sorry, with the mix. Have you still got that? Yeah. yeah. Is is in the mix? Wait a minute, we might have a, a little. Uh, Listen to that in a minute. Jude gets himself sorted out. Uh, get down. Come on. That's just a taste, baby. We got more music. That's just a still better than little wine. <laughs> he plays from 8 till 11 every night, so he's in there for like three hours. Let me ask you this. Would the game keep playing different songs for three hours if you let it go? Um, I don't know. It, it sort of does vary up, but I'm sure it's on a loop of some description. Yeah. And, and my town tune at the moment is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he mixes that in every now and again, and there'll be pictures of you on his screen at the back and stuff. Sweet. So that's kind of cool. It is cool. I've got to say, it's very cool. And uh, I've got to say... Close Encounters works brilliantly in a mix in the break. It does it in the break between uh, between tracks. Yeah. 
So it'll just chuck it in there, you know. Uh, And he has a smoke machine, so that goes off every now and again. And he has a glitter ball and, you know, different light shows going on. So it's it's quite fun. Um, Millie and a friend connected for the first time playing uh, co-op multiplayer. And that worked really, really well, I've got to say. Awesome. So they they can go to the island together. So they were there fishing together, playing hide and seek. So they were were playing hide and seek with each other. So they were just making up their own little stuff to play games and what have you and hiding in other people's houses and stuff. Yeah. So so it's fun. I mean, I don't know what it is about that game, but it's just a diversion. There's always something new. I've got my silver shovel now. I've got a silver fishing rod. I've got like Ginny's thoughts on GTA V or your thoughts on... Yeah, there's always always something to do you know there's always something new i've un- well, i've just unlocked the museum you, mean, you shop. can't wait to hire the prostitutes <laughs> that's right i don't think i've come across those um and they then are, the they're only, only the other, between the other, two and three in the game the only other thing i came across because they had an indie sale on the uh, green man gaming and one of the things that was on sale was the 39 steps you know the the famous book thriller yeah 39 Steps, have you heard of this, Jim? I've, I've never read the, the, the rest of the 38, to be honest. Yeah, it's had, it's had lots of film adaptations and stuff. Okay. But it's it's not really a game, but it was on Green Man Gaming. But, and I, so I was looking for it, and it was 4 in the sale, so I was like, oh, well, you know. Bags. I know, listen, well, anyway. Well, no, as I was looking, it turns, no out, thing. it turns out it's on iPad as well, and I'm thinking, well, that's much better fit on Money iPad, bags, so I'll buy it on the same price. And it's... It's not a book, and it's obviously not a film, and it's not a game either. But it's like what an interactive—it's it? like an interactive book, but it's really hard to describe. It's beautifully drawn, so all the scenery and everything is beautiful, and it does zoom in and out like a film would. Uh, but you can sort of investigate the areas in the game, but it's telling that you, you're reading the story at the same time. But it gives you all the background on the characters while you're reading and stuff. And it's—it's it's kind of. Cool. cool. I've got a really clever way of reading a book. Because that's what it is, but it's not really reading a book. It's it's more interactive than that. Huh. And it's acted, so it's all fully voice acted. Cool. So it's like uh, a, is it like voice an interactive act- comic? Sort of, but like you read some and you listen to some, so they'll act out the scenes of the book like a like a film. Yeah. But then you'll like say you've got a new character. You can find out his backstory and stuff at the same time, so you can go and and sort of look what you know where he came from, how he came to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does like the dialogue's done as acting, and the sort of what they're thinking about you read. Cool. But you can also like pick up newspapers and look at newspaper articles and things that fill in some of the background. Yeah. But it's cool. It's not a game, you know, but it is a a sort of very clever interactive mm-hmm. story, and it'd be cooler if more of these came out. I look you know, forward to never reading take... that. I know, so that's good. And it was that's... to use this show to talk about a book. Buy my book! Buy my but it's, book! It's, it's more of a book that would appeal to gamers, yeah. if makes any sense. Um, so yeah, that's worth checking out. It's worth checking out. Uh, and you can do it on Green Man Gaming if you want. You, there is a PC and Mac version of it. Sweet. So, you know. Anyway, uh, Chini, over to you, because I believe you've been playing and finished something very cool. I, I've played week. and finished The Last of Us. Yay. Wow. Yay. Now only one of the bums on this show has not played it. Indeed. Well, we need to talk about that, Duke, because there is a spoiler cast in the mix. So how long is it going to be before you? I I would say y'all should go ahead and do it while it's still fresh in your minds, because I'm not sure when I'll be able to do it. I would like to to play it soon, but I can't promise that I will. Well, I'll tell you this. Yeah, we thought that. I won't be present. 
Why? Because because the game, I don't like it. Yeah, well, I don't like it. No, you're a liar. Come on, quit. I, quit. No, you're, I'm sorry. Yes. I knew I'd say this, and you wouldn't believe me, but I don't. Get lost. Are you serious? I, I, yeah. Are you serious? I, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't like it. What? Wow. What? I don't know well, why. I'm sure you'll have. I'm sure you'll have plenty to say in the in the spoiler show, but then ask why you don't think, like it. I don't like the characters. I don't like the yeah. story. I think it's like just boring. Huh. And I just and I just think that no, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. This is like the best game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that cannot be true. Oh my god, well, and you had me. It was well done, you had me, you did it in It's probably the best thing I've played ever. It is um, good, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, can it's I up just there say, for game though, of the year for me. It's up there for, I mean, is it going to overtake best game ever? You know, it's it's close. It's close. GTA Five, though, man. GTA Five. I know, I know. And I I play this, and I was so so sad that it finished. I was like, I want more know, of this. Let me just let me just say something though. Now, right, I am sick and I am very tired of hearing people, and Greg included. I'm going to call you out a bit on this. Wittering on about bloody knife blocks. If I hear another podcast oh, talk about knife blocks in that game, oh, like, like, is that when you shake them off and then you can press the knife and they shake you up? No, everyone going, oh, there's loads of knives in kitchens, but you can't pick oh, them up. Right, yeah. Like, I, I was, I was thinking that, but I never saw any. It's but I'm sure there are. It's a game. <laughs> it's a well, game. You know, you can. You, who cares? It doesn't matter. Who cares? But everyone's got a real. If no one complained about against you, it. you would. So shut up. Uh, no, I, I didn't. Didn't bother yeah, me in the I, least. Only because of all the people. Right. Anyway, so the game is uh, sick, right? And I'll tell you why it's sick it's... because Joel is sick and Ellie is sick. <laughs> so this game is sick. Ten out of ten, sick. Now I've got to say, I've got to say, I'm going to say this now. Best voice acting in a game it's, ever. In the my acting opinion. is like top notch. And what it I like is. about it, we're, we're not going to spoil anything about the game. No, but, no, no. Um, th- th- there's you're, you're always like with like fresh people all the time like it kind of swaps it up quite well and you come across like different characters and uh there's there's two characters in particular that you come across and i really enjoyed that section of it and it's it's a rare thing really where the start of the game isn't the strongest part of it really um it's 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 like the kind of middle and the end is is superb absolutely superb i it's split up into kind of like seasons and stuff, and the summer season is is probably like the longest. But my God, those last two are just fantastic. I just wow, it's just really. And, and a lot of people had a problem with like the ending and stuff, but I've got no problem with it. I just no, I didn't. I, I really like it. You know, it's uh, it's it's good. It's good. Duke, I think like there's a lot of ammo issues in this game. Yeah. Uh, uh no. If you right, I'm assuming you played on normal. Normal, did you? yeah. Yeah, if you play on it, I played on easy because I just wanted I just wanted to enjoy the story and everything. And on easy, you, you don't really have any major well, issues. Well, I mean, I, I never like I was never out of ammo, right? Yeah. But I I always because I really like the the rucksack system. So what happens, Duke, is you have to you've got weapon slots, right? Yeah. And you have to kind of upgrade to hold two pistols, for example. Um, but that's it. But you could have more than two one-handed weapons so what you have right. to do you have to go out with that weapon hold x to get your backpack off which happens pretty quickly and yeah. if you, when you when you get used to it you can do it pretty quick but you right. are like rushing into your backpack in like a, a crucial moment yeah. so they've made everything 
that you have to go into your backpack for quick, but not quick enough, but sure. also it's, slow it's enough. You got to kind of do. And yeah, you can do it. You can learn it and it's quick, but it's also slow enough for you to panic a little bit and go, oh, shit, I've got these around me and I need to swap and I need to get more. I need to craft something very quickly. And it's Oh, my God. This game is so cool. And like the, the, the kind of monsters, they are zombies. They're pretty much zombies. Uh, more of like a, a, an inconvenience, really, in in the game than than a massive problem. You know, they they're just like, oh, here we go. You know what's true? It Here's is the right. thing. One of the probably the biggest reason why I'm not running out to play this yet is because the PS3 is down in the basement. Yeah. Uh, I really want to be in the basement to play a game? What, 20 hours? 10? 15? No, it's about it's. 10 to 15. Yeah, I'd, there, I'd say it just feels like a long time to be in the basement, you know what I mean? And my PS3 controller suddenly stopped working. Yeah. Well, I, I never turned on my PS3 since January 2010 for the last Naughty Dog game. So, um, but look, honestly, dude, it's worth it. It's worth I've got to say, worth I've, I've, PlayStation I've, controller for. It's just oh, the bollocks. It is. I thought Nolan North's character in it was one of my favorite roles he's done, to be honest. Remind me which one he, I, I did. He, he he plays. I'm trying to do it without any spoilers. Would it be really, quite I guess. cold when he came in. It would have been very cold when he came into the game. And right, right. okay, because that, that it would have been it would have been chilly. Whole thing is probably my favourite moment of the game. Yeah, well, he he. I didn't even know it was him until I saw the cast at the end. and was like, oh god, that's I knew, who I knew played him. Because I thought he was really. And I think, yeah, I think it was him who said something, and I was like, that that sounds like Nolan North. But you know, Nolan North. He's not instantly recognisable, no, 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 is he? And like, he's got pretty good range now on North. I think, um, you know, he did the Penguin in Batman: Arkham City, and you wouldn't know. And, and you know, he's, he's he doesn't really flex his range as much as um, as you might think. But I think he's uh, he's he can disguise himself pretty well. And I think he's taken a, a bit of a backseat since he's because he was like the guy that was in everything. But uh, you know, since Nathan Drake blew up. I think he's taken a little bit of a backseat and tried to do a bit more stuff. Um, but Duke, please play this game. Like you've, you've got to play, play it. Honestly, I, I can't say exactly when, but I, I mean, you know, everything I've heard about it has been really positive, and I keep seeing stuff on Reddit that spoils it. So I'm like, I can't look at that. Can't look at that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, but, that's why you got to be careful of. The, yeah. the, there are. I, I love the restrict, like you know, like struggling for ammo and and, and that kind. Of, you know and uh, there's a bow and arrow in the game, and I didn't like the bow and arrow for a, a long, long time. And there's a moment in the game where you're pretty much forced to use it um, because you've got nothing else. Yeah. And that's where I learnt the bow and arrow. I use that quite a lot because it's, it's silent. Yeah. I, I stuff knew it would down, be, but yeah. every time I got it out, I just like I don't like this. I, I used it nearly all exclusively when I was sneaking around, especially humans. Yeah, well, it was it was. There's a moment which I, I think you know, Stu, like there's where you have to use it pretty much. Yeah, I know. And um, I was like, oh, okay, well, at least I learned how to use it. Then I, from then on, I was using it a lot more. But like the, the game is hypnotizing, you know what I mean? Like Tara's like just like standing next to me halfway through, just going, just staring at it, just couldn't stop staring at it. And I was, it's just it's just the voice acting. It's just you're totally engrossed in it. Aren't I, you? I explained when what was happening in the story, and she's like, oh, this, this, and this, and this, and she's like, oh, bloody hell, really? Like, oh, that's that's horrible, right? And uh, yeah, and then like she she was asking like what happened next and what happened to who and and she you, you could just watch the game and it's just brilliant. 
so good. It's Same. a it's it's it's. I mean, the the AI thing. I, I don't know if you've heard this, Duke, but there, there's a problem with the AI where you're friendly AI, where it, it, a it gets in the way of quite a little bit, and b it um it doesn't get seen by the enemy. It's, in- it's invisible. invisible to the enemy, and uh, for a practical reason, for a gameplay reason, it gets invisible. No, it doesn't literally go invisible. No, it just doesn't get seen by it's any. Just like of the standing enemies. there, and the enemy will walk past, won't oh, see. Yeah. And like you can you can understand why they've made that choice, um, but the first couple of times it happens, it is quite comical. You know what I mean? Because there's this like tense yeah. moment where these three guys are walking past, sure. and Ellie's just kind of like on the other side of this short wall that I'm hiding behind, and I'm just. It does its. I mean, it does its best to try and I know, hide. And, and, but it, it, it is. It, it is kind of. It does take you out a little bit. Um, but they're minor, minor. They are very small yeah. moans. So I, I was planning to drag my hate for The Last of Us a lot longer than that, but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> you can't do it because it's, it's so such cool a good game. Yeah. Um, it is so good. Yeah. So I, I, I loved it, and I, I've. I've I finished it tonight actually because I was playing it yesterday and I kind of got to a bit where I was like right I'm going to put this down and I'll finish it tomorrow and then I walked ahead walked into a room and that was pretty much it that was the end of the game <laughs> so I was like oh okay um, but like, it, it's it's I don't know it's 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 damn near perfect this game it's, it, it's one of those games that every other game should aspire to be or as good as yeah do you know what I mean? Because it is that good, you know, and a lot of games fall a long way short of what they've managed to do in two years or whatever it was. You know, two or Ellie, three years. Number one, number one thing I'm interested in, and I know this is probably a crass thing to say given the fact that you don't want every game to be compared this way, but I'm really eager to see the difference between this and The Walking Dead in terms of my emotional connection to the characters and the story. It's similar. I would have said they're both equally good at doing what they they're do, both, they're but they're just done in a different dark. way. They're like there's nothing. Yeah, they're both very dark. good about like what happens in, in this game. No, you know, it's all there just is no shit. Uh, yeah, you don't want to give it away, but it, it, you're right. It, they're, they're, neither of those games really. Uh, and and I wonder if away. my experience of The Last of Us is going to be clouded by the fact that I played Walking Dead first. You know what I mean? I wonder if no, no. Well, I did. No. So, okay. No, we're making. I, 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 because they, they do have comparisons in store. I, I, they they tested the, the the ending with like an audience, and it, yeah. it, they it got really bad feedback. The ending, really? but they, they apparently they stuck to it. It's like, hey, that's I'm glad line. they did. They should. They really t- I'm glad did. they did too because it's so easy for people to be like, oh, we want to change things to make it more palatable and stuff. So, I don't blah, know. Blah. That clouds up the vision of the, you know, the art. I don't know what it is with gamers, but we seem to have this habit of wanting a happy ending or whatever, or wanting a sort of a, a nice resolution. I don't know if you want a happy ending, because when was the last time we had a like AAA title that has a happy ending? Well, look, I, okay, and I, oh God, I'm trying to so sort of say stuff without really spoiling anything, but, you know, there was another game that had something happen at the end, and I don't want to say it, because it makes sense. And and people got in a right knickers in a twist about it, you know what I mean? But it's like, no, that's that's good. That's how yeah, it should end. I, I mean, it's it's um, yeah. Look, the ending didn't score well, and they do this with movies too. You know, they show the ending of of mm. movies to audience, and they 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 put them on a score, and it's it's a bit ridiculous to be honest. It's like, oh, the, it didn't show well, you know what I mean? It didn't do this, and I could understand for showing an audience because like, sometimes. 
like a, a director or a producer could be so wrapped up in making a film that they forget basic kind of storytelling, you know, um, techniques, and they'll they'll just forget and assume that people will understand. But I don't know it, it's it, the ending isn't comfortable, you know. Yeah. It's just not comfortable. So right. I, I get why people would be pissed off, but I, I quite like it. I'm just conscious that we're giving potential spoilers, so I just want to be really Everybody's careful. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... I mean, it's... It, you know, we haven't given anything directly away, but, you know, I'm guessing I most people... To. Yeah, I don't want to. So, anyway, I think at that point we should move on, but, but I'm glad you loved it, Chini. I really am. I really am. Um, before we move on, there is a, a very slight bit of news, and I know we're not doing news, but I thought I'd just mention this... Uh, and that is that Melissa Hutchison is going to be busy this year. Have you noticed? Have you heard about Who this? Is that Clementine? It is indeed. Apparently, Clementine is officially back in the second season of the. When Wonder I'm not Kinder. killing zombies, I'm listening to the Veteran Gamers podcast. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm very. That's very cool. So she's well, back. Obviously, she's um, back. And apparently, there's going to be some resolution of Kenny's story. Apparently, and we we <laughs> sort of mentioned that as well so i think we were sort of kind of uh, on the money with stuff like that so it's fairly obvious though. Just I, I, I don't know i don't, I don't yeah. think we should take credit for that there Stu. well kind of um so there you go so there you go so i guess we should get on last with the of music us sick. stuff last of us is sick so what we're going to do I, I don't think we'll play obviously every track because we'll be here for six hours but we'll play a bit of each, and then we'll talk about why we picked that track and what it means to us. So we'll, shall we take it in turns? Um, we'll start with you, Duke, and we'll then go Mike and then me, and we'll just take it in turns Mike, with which... Uh, Am I in trouble? Yeah. Yeah. Mike. yeah. I know, it's because it's on the, the show oh, notes as yeah. Mike, you see. There you go, you see. Uh, so, Duke, over to you first. What's your first choice and why? That's the music at the start of the game, Mist. It's one of the most intense gaming experiences I ever had as a teenager. Um, there's no violence in the game, so it was weird at a time when Doom and Duke Nukem was blowing up, literally. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the tagline from the game was, it's the surreal experience that will become your world, and it sure did. So that music really resonated with me, and I used to, I actually, when I was in college, I hooked up a boombox to my computer or I, I may have even held it right in front of the speaker so that I could record the uh oh, no 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 I hooked it up with a cable whatever I made a little audio tape before the soundtrack was available I used to put it on audio tape and listen to it because I love the music that much and then I bought the soundtrack when it came out on CD and it's just a great all the music in the mist and riven and exile these are all great soundtracks and uh yeah so I, I think I still I think I think was I think what's cool about Mist, though, you say there's no violence in it, but it's still a very dark there's a game. Dark, there's you no, know, you don't participate in any violence. You don't see you know. much. There's a few scenes that have some violent overtones, but it's not a game yeah. where you kill things or you blow stuff up. It's just about solving puzzles. But it's, violence. It, it, Sorry. It, it, Sorry, Dig. 
The Last of Us is one of the most violent games I've ever played in my life as well. <laughs> but carry on. Yeah, that is very violent. Yeah, that's what I expect. <laughs> Missed. But I only played this, obviously, in the last few years because I got it on iPod when it came out there on the iPod Touch. Uh, and it's good. I really liked it. I was very impressed with Mist. Yeah. Cool. It's a cool little puzzler, and it's 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 a difficult game in some aspects because you've got to write stuff down. You've got to work out how stuff links to other stuff. Yeah. These days, it would probably be the type of thing where when you get a piece of information, it would go into a journal. But with Mist, you have to do that on your own. Oh. Yeah, and I used to, I used to, when I played it, I was like playing it, and then I, I'd get stuck somewhere, and then I'd be thinking about it, and I'd go, oh, I've not tried that, that's maybe what it is, and then I'd go back, and it was like, I got it right, and it was one of those games that just comes to you in an in, a flash of inspiration, I guess, sometimes, the answers. It's cool, it's a cool game. So, uh, Chini's first choice, let's hear that one, then, let's so, go with that. with this one, right, this song, just, when I first heard it playing the game, put me in the moment like i just felt awesome and ah it was just such a cool moment do punch it Nice, isn't it? Yeah, it is nice. that was for Max Payne 3, and that's called 90 plus. All right, and the reason why I like it, I'll tell you why, is because the it's really short, right? And it's not like again, it's not like a, a you don't hear it and go, you know, that that's everything's nice and cool and relaxing, you hear it. And it's unsettling. And in Max Payne, everything's unsettling. Nothing's for sure. Like, and it's it's all a bit dreary and weird. And and it's just like I think it's playing during his kind of like um, his uh, what do you call it? What would you call like a you know like a relapse kind of moment? You know, when he's trying to get off the drink. Uh, And he's 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 trying to get off it and he's, he's he's trying to feel better about himself and it's it's just i love it and the the max Payne 3 is so fucked up and he's so shit at his job uh and that, that i just love that song and i play it on my my ipod all the time i just love it and it's never long enough i just want somebody to make a longer version of it but it's never long enough it was he was the worst security guard was so ever, shit wasn't at it? his job it's like the first thing i remember when uh, tom bissell was playing it and i asked him what do you think and he said he wrote back max Payne is exceedingly bad at his job true yeah it's true um well my first one um which is highlighted for duke's uh, benefit uh-huh. uh from it is is really from back in the day so let's play it first and i'll explain why okay
so that that is from a game off the Commodore Amiga called Speedball 2. Classic. Um, and it, do you know what? It was the first proper multiplayer game I played, really, apart from uh, Kickoff, which was another game at the time. But Speedball 2, for whatever reason, because it was sort of futuristic and it had like you know little robot ambulances that would carry players off if they got you know too damaged. Uh, it was just a lot of fun, and we used to all sit in, in the bedroom, you know, all lined up on a bed with a couple of controllers, and we'd just pass them around playing the game, you know, and we'd have just, like, lots of fun playing it. It was just oh, such a great game good. to play. I mean, I did it did come out on Xbox Live Arcade, and I was like, oh, Speedball 2, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's uh, Rose Tinted uh, Classic. That's thing. not good anymore. It isn't, but, you know, when I, say, when I think back to the game, you know, back to the day... Um, it was just such a great game, you know, and it was just a lot of fun to play with your mates. You know, it was one of those where you could just all play together and it really... It you were imaginary fun, friends, too. <laughs> no. They were no. card cutouts, man. They were real. Trying to beat each other. So, yeah, that's mine. So those, what's up? Those what's teddy up bears, next? they're all real. <laughs> Shut up, you. What's up next for you, Duke? All right, here's one. It's an easy one. When I first think of video game music, I think of the Mist theme and I always think of this song. And you're not gonna take what they've... Got to give and you're not gonna let them take your will to live because they've taken enough and you've given them all you can give and luck won't save them tonight. They're giving you a reason to fight. So there's a dozen things you can say about the Red Dead Redemption get, soundtrack. It's sad listening to that. Yeah, there's so many great song. uh, songs. It's funny because when I first played it, that song made an impression, but not as much of an impression as the Compass song. You remember that one about, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Compass that I need is the one that leads me back to you. But now, but I like this song, Dead Man's Gun, just better in general as a song. And I think it does a better job of like, capturing the emotional sense of the game so for those two reasons i really love that song there's, there's another one's like oh bury me not isn't there yeah Where that's a man but that feels much more removed it feels like something if it, it's 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 it feels like a single person whereas this song feels very sort of communal it's the band it's the i don't know I think it was just they, they picked some really great music, didn't they, to to be the soundtrack to that game. And I, I think also, you know, it's a bit like um, I'm trying to think. It's a bit like Quentin Tarantino and the songs he picks for his films. I think what Rockstar do really well is pick really great songs for their games. You know what I mean? That really match the theme yeah. of the game. And oh, I, sure. I, I loved what Tom Bissell said. Is like this is like a music lottery in GTA where you <laughs> you look like, because it's all on the radio in GTA, right? So yeah. you get those moments in Grand Theft Auto where you're driving around at the right moment with the right song on, and you'll just go, this is awesome, you know? And for me, it was um, in San Andreas, and I'm on the desert, and I've got Horse With No Name on. Yeah. And I just love that moment. I, was just, I, just, I can never really recreate it, to be honest. It's just like perfect storm. Like I'm in the desert, driving around, and I've got... Of course, with no name on the radio, blaring. And it's a perfect mix, but like Saints Row Three doesn't take that chance. For instance, with the power song when you're skydiving into that party, which is great because it's awesome to have that song at that moment. And Rockstar's taking a chance in 
seeing whether or not the music will match up or if it'll be really discordant. And sometimes that discordant element will work. If you have, you know, yeah. uh, Beethoven's fifth playing when you're doing a drive-by shooting, that can be an interesting and powerful experience too. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, with the, with their other games, you know, Max Payne and, and, and Red Dead Redemption, their scores are a lot more tailored to what's going on yeah. on the screen. And they're, they're equally as brilliant, you know. But um, it's, it's not very often that, that Rockstar... It's a recent trend, really, that Rockstar have started to use licensed music in their games. And they uh, and the, when you first go to Mexico uh, in Red Dead Redemption was the first time that I went, holy shit, this is just perfect. you know. Yeah. And then there's that song because it comes with right. such... And that's... Such, go on, sorry. I was going to say that, 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 that song comes with like such horrible weight to it. You, know? you, you get rewarded with that lovely song, but only when you find out kind of what happens... And that's that's an example of Rockstar saying we're going to play this song at this time, hmm. and that's a relative. Was that for, was Red Dead the first time they did that? I mean, there must have been other moments when that. No, happened. no, I think I, th- I think Red Dead's the first time they played like a licensed track in in a in a in, in a because like they don't do it. You like know, a they, they, Red Dead Redemption doesn't 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 like just come out uh, from the title screen and start playing licensed music, does it? You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas like a driving game will, like it'll just go, oh, this is Avril Lavigne, and you know, here we go. And but like, so you expected, you know, from playing GTA and Bully and and so on, that you expected like, yeah, this is gonna be like a really good Rockstar soundtrack and everything's fine. And then it's, I mean, it's it's fairly well into the game when you go to Mexico, and all of a sudden this song starts playing, and you're like, well, what the look? I don't have a radio on this horse, do I? Can you pick up <laughs> FM, you know? Yeah. And it just. It's it, it, it just it, it takes you back because you're you're a cowboy, so you yeah. don't expect this music to be blaring. And, and, right. and they wanted to and hit it's a really tone cinematic tone. moment, which is yeah. something that yeah. games when they do it well, they can really do a good job with it. But it's a risk because it may not work right. That's right. And I think as well, I mean, The Last of Us, we didn't really talk about that, but the soundtrack to that and the way they weave the music into the game. I was, I was thinking the about that. Like, that the, the, really, the music really well in The Last of Us, right? The, it, it's 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 fantastic, but it's very subtle. It's like it, it doesn't. Yeah. It's, it, you know, like in in Nathan in Uncharted, right? The, the, the music is like right at the forefront of the of the game. You know what I mean? It's it's got a theme song and it's it's all you know like uh, Indiana Jones and it's 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 all fun and it's but like The Last of Us, like you can barely hear the music sometimes. You know, it's so quiet and subtle and it's just in the background all the time. But it's there and it sets the tone. But it never really stands out, and I think like that's a good thing. And uh, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen like a little bit more of a, a push with the music, but it's still great. But anyway, yeah, that's that's one of my, uh, that's one of the best songs in in Red Dead Redemption. But, yeah. Hey. So yeah, so that was I that was actually for your. I was going to say that was Duke's <laughs> choice. It's all right. Uh, so what's what's next up for you, Chidi? So, then, uh, you ready with this one, Duke? Uh, uh, this one, <laughs> this one is. It takes my breath away. I love it so much. Um, it, almost, it almost brings a tear to my eye. So that's from the game Dear Esther. <laughs> I don't think it is. Uh, no, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't know which one are you playing next, uh, dude. I have no idea. This is the one I'm playing next. Oh. 
that one is you know i could have picked up, i wanted to get mario in this somewhere all right um and i could have picked like the mario theme we've all heard the theme right and and to be honest i've got some on my list that i'm going to take out right now i've got the halo theme in my list i'm going to take that away right now <laughs> well, because what are, we've all heard what i was going to suggest though can i just uh, say this now all this stuff people well what i was going to suggest we had lots of, i did put a thing up on facebook and we've had lots of suggestions from the community and they didn't know we were going to make a show out of this right uh, it was just a general what's your favorite video game music but we had loads of people respond what I'm going to suggest is we do ours this week and maybe do the communities next week. Okay. Because that's, otherwise that's we're going to have a, a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Otherwise I'll we're going to have Halo a gigantic show. I'll talk about it. So uh, well, Halo is one of the communities. All right. I'll take it back out. A few people said Halo. So I'll take <laughs> it back take out. Take it out. Put it in. Take it out. You right. do the whole take it out. So that that thing that we just played that was Mario. That was the water theme in Mario. And the reason why I was 11 years old when Mario 64 came out, and there's I mean like pretty much. Every song in, in 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 any Mario game is is brilliant, right? But the, but that one in particular is the first time that I kind of just like I I I would find an excuse to go into because in in that Mario game you, you have to jump into the level through the painting and then find the stars, the six stars or seven stars, including all the hundred coins and stuff. Eight stars, sorry. All right, no seven. Right, anyway, who cares? Um, <laughs> So you go and and you go underwater, and it, the the it, Mario games, the music changes depending on what you're doing. So in like in the classic Mario games, in Super Mario World, if you jump on Yoshi, right, the music would have bongos all of a sudden. Mm. Now in this one, when you're on the surface, right, it was fairly oh wait, kind of. Handed me that one. I gotta play it. So when you're on the surface, like the music isn't like that, all right. But as soon as you jump in, right, the music turns into that, and yeah. you just, I, I, I just, I was just awestruck by this, the music, and I, I just remember just floating in 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 the uh, in the water, just thinking, wow, this 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 is because I saved up for my N64. Um, it was 150 pounds, which I, I didn't have it handed to me like some rich kids. Yeah, I, and it was like 150 quid when I was 11 years old. That was a lot of money. And I got it all myself, and and I I just thought like this this was worth the money. You know, this game is so worth the money. Like I just enjoyed it so much. And you and, know what's interesting about that is that like we're we're talking about a lot of games from a time when music had just become a, a, a remarkable thing in games. I mean, no disrespect to the music in Galaga or you know Donkey Kong or whatever, but it wasn't something you would stop and just listen to right and and when we got to the super nintendo when we got to you know mist on the pc and other games at that time uh the music became something very impressive and i think that people who kids who grow up today i mean obviously there's a lot of cool video game music but it's not as though they're going to experience that shift you know what i mean we lived through a shift when video game music really came into its own and became something think- worth paying attention to by itself I think as well is when it went from 8-bit to sort of proper orchestral oh. music and other stuff, you know, from being this very digital sounding stuff to be almost being this orchestral type music that decides to yeah. put into games. Yeah, oh. I mean, look, this is a little bit later than the, the 16-bit era. This is the 64-bit era. So, you know, we, 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 they're really jumping up here on, on kind of advancement of music. Yeah, what's possible. But, I mean, it's still limited, right? Which I think is what you're getting at, Duke. It's not full stereo anything goes any music i mean it was still limited to a certain process yeah, that they had sure. to work around and 
like they had to replicate certain instruments certain ways um yeah. and i just just i just remember just floating around in in this level just going like wow i just love this level i just can't stop playing this level uh and it's just relaxing i just played it and just relaxed and it i think it was the first time that i played a game and relaxed you know because i was so much into kind of mario and it was all about jump making this jump 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 jump. and i remember the first star that i got in that level there's this big fucking sea monster in that in that underwater and you kill it you get the star from it and it's gone and i just i just was free in that little pool. It was like a swimming pool. I was like, yeah, I could, and I could just swim around, and I just loved it. I obviously had a lot more time on my hands when I was 11. Uh, yeah, but just, <laughs> oh, man, it just it just takes you back into the right place, that song. I just love it. Cool. Um, well, my next one's sort of coming, like the next one I'm going to do, I've got a couple of older ones, but my next one I'm going to do sort of brings us up to a little bit more modern day, and it is licensed. All of y'all, I've just noticed. Yeah, more, m- more licensed music from a game, but let's play this, and then I'll explain why. can one guy be I kissed her and she kissed me like the fella once said ain't that a kick in the head the room was completely black I hugged her and she hugged back like the sailor said quote ain't that a hole in a boat now, the reason I've chosen that is from Mafia 2. And Fallout New Vegas. It is from the Fallout New Vegas. But oh, Mafia yeah. 2, isn't that like the special moment? It's it's a pivotal moment so in the game. funny. And it's so memorable because when that music kicks in at that moment, you're like... It just it just sticks in my head, you know, from just thinking back. Because it's so, after something happens, you, you do something and then you, you get somewhere else. I'm trying to do it again. Because if you haven't played this game, it's just brilliant. Uh, but that that really does signify a, a special moment in the game, and it's uh, I think it'll stick with me for a long time to come because it's such a great song anyway. Hey, Mafia Two is oh my god, that, that is so good a game, such a game. Oh my god, just doesn't get the rating that it deserves. It doesn't. It's one of my I guess underrated games that people just if you haven't played it, you remember need when it came out? Yes, yes, yes. I played that first or. Uh... Last of Us first. Cool. Have you not played Mafia 2? Nope. Oh my I played, god, I played that the game Last of so Us good. just to kind of get involved in. And yeah, I played The Last of Us, but no Mafia one's going to be spoiling Mafia 2. Like, <laughs> spoiler wise, I mean, nothing really. You know, you're a Mafia guy, blah 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 blah. You know, it's the it's great shit. ending though. It has a great. It does have ending. a great ending, like a heart back to the first one. But it, uh, does. it, 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 it um, you know, no, no one's going to be going on Reddit going, oh look, this character <laughs> dies in Mafia 2. You know what I mean? Like, no, whereas no. The Last of Us, I would get that done immediately. I mean, Mafia 2, God, that's been in the Green Man gaming sales and also so for about two quid or whatever. You could have you could have picked that such up for next to nothing. It's such a great game. And I remember when it came out, everyone was like, there's now side quests. And I'm like, they're trying to tell, Who a, cares? They're trying to tell a good story here. Like, and, and that's what they do. Oh, so good. It is so good. I'm going to play, play it I'm going to play that first three, I think, and get some trophies. Yeah, you should do. It's such a great game. Yeah. I wouldn't mind playing that again. Yeah, it's such a good game. So uh, so, Duke, what's next up for you? Yeah, my next song is... Oh, man, this is an obvious one, but I don't care. I'm going to play it anyway. Mm-hmm. 
So that's called that's from the Skyrim soundtrack, and it's called Streets of White Run. It's a really tranquil. I mean, there's a lot of you know everyone knows the theme song, Novakin, Novakin, blah 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 blah. But the underappreciated is some of the really sublime, again relaxing music that is played when you're in a very safe environment and you're just buying and selling weapons and you're cashing in all your cool stuff you collected down in the dungeons and it's really nice to have that counterpart to the tense fighting moments or the exciting dragon combat instances to have some really cool blissed out tranquil music in the background when you're wandering around talking to people and stuff uh and just real quick i forgot to say Stu, with your you know the ain't that a kick in the head it plays during the first part of the game in fallout new vegas but it also comes on the radio a lot. So a lot of people who have played Fallen New Vegas, when they hear that song, it'll really connect something in them, um, which I think is cool for one song to have that same impact in two different games. Yeah, it is. It is very cool. And just to, just to mention, I didn't uh, mention, you know, when we were talking about The Last of Us um, track or uh, music, yeah. uh, Top Score, um, I think it was last week, did uh, the last of us so that's definitely worth giving a listen to if you don't listen to top score podcast it's pretty good they're only the small little shows about 17 minutes 20 minutes uh and she just interviews um yeah you know sure. people who make music for games sure it's definitely worth giving a listen to yeah. uh so what's next up for you chinny um what we got next duke yeah the one that's highlighted i don't know which one's highlighted this one <laughs> well you'll <laughs> soon find out um yeah, fucking play it. Just do it. This song's awesome. <laughs> God, I love this song. But the gay part. Uh, that's a song I don't know if it was written for GTA 1 uh, but it featured heavily in GTA 1 Um, and it was brought back in GTA 3 for one of the radio tracks and then it was brought back again in GTA 4 as a a ringtone it's one of your ringtones right Um, and he goes do 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 and uh, I, I just love it. I just, it's I just thought the out version in GTA 4, but you would recognize it if you've seen. Yeah, it. it was just something for people like me that just stuck yeah. with it and loved that song. And I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, that's totally my theme. Um, and I, I, I don't, I thought, I remember thinking when I was young, maybe I just like this because I'm young and I don't really know very good rap. Alright, alright. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll just grow it. It's brilliant. But that was what little Chinny was yeah, saying. Yeah, I was like, you know, I don't know much about rap, but I like it, so who cares? But I'm, you know, I'm 27 now, and I still love that song. And I don't know if it's just nostalgia or, but I still think it's a great song. And it, I just, it just captured. I mean, GTA is like a little bit different these days. Um, I feel like it's got a little bit more, uh, not class, but it, it can be a little bit more mature. And it's like it's instead of like sophistication, certainly. Yeah, and but I still think you know you could whack that over 
in in the radio channel and just and still have some good times and it it just set the tone of GTA One and GTA One was all top down and it was I don't know it just God I love that song and it just I had to throw something GTA in there. No, it had to happen. I was expecting something more modern, but you know I like yeah, the fact yeah. that you've gone back old school. Yeah, I didn't want to go with. Uh, like a licensed track I didn't want to go with any licensed track. but most of the music in GTA is licensed isn't it apart from there you go yeah. and, and one of the people from the community picked a licensed track that reminds me of Vice City and uh, you know, that's fair enough a lot of... well uh, to be fair I picked that I did. it was like yeah, they just said Vice it's City it's a totally so... fair choice because it was using the commercials yeah. and stuff as well and I, 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 you know that's fine and uh, there's plenty of other music that I would choose that I love in you know like A Horse With No Name like I love that song because of GTA really um and there's other songs as well but i wanted to pick that one because that i, th- I think that I, i'm not sure actually but i think that was made for the game but if not it was it was famous for the game you know what i mean it was it was popular because of the game and not the other way around yeah, so yeah yeah love that one well that my next one's going to be old school again so i'm going back in the day again uh mm-hmm. the next show so let's let's have a quick listen to that that music is it's so Monkey cool. Island, right? It is. Yes. It is. Secret of Monkey Island. Wins the music quiz. Yeah. It does. It does. Uh, I think what's so brilliant about that, I think it just set the atmosphere and tone for the game, you know, that you were on this mysterious desert island in the middle of nowhere in the Caribbean Sea, you know, and it was it's just... It's not like eerie, you know, because the game's quite funny. So yeah. it, it kind of, like, it doesn't... It's not like some weird kind of abstract song. It fits the whole tone of the game as well as the... Totally fit. Yeah, the scenario. So, yeah, that was good. And I just love that game because it was the first point-and-click adventure game I played, really, and finished. And I remember, you know, we used to just play it every night nearly for, like, three weeks, constantly trying to work out the puzzles. And back in the day, you know, there was no internet to look to if you got stuck. You know, we got stuck on something. You had to just figure well, it out. Stuck for five minutes on something like internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's have a look. But like, there was none of that. You know, we used to discuss it when we weren't playing it. You know, and then, you know, we'd sort of play it again and we'd try other stuff. We've not tried combining this with this. Let's try that and see what happens. You know, and there was a lot of that. And I, I you know, even now I've played it again recently in the last few years and finished it again. And I still love it as much now as I loved it back then. Yeah, you I know, played it recently. Just, I mean, probably about two years ago. Yeah. Still good. Yeah. Still when funny. it came out, it's just still good. It's still funny. The, the, the insult you know, sword fight thing. Was... The insult sword fighting is just so brilliant. It's very clever. It still is. It absolutely it's still is. Underwater as well. I found it all that fun. And I remember when we did that, we were writing down what phrases had been used so we could work out which ones we needed to reply with to win. Yeah, you know, I remember us doing that. I was sat there, we trying to work out um, how to get, how to do it. But it's just just such a great game, and I just love it. And I'm sure loads of people listening around my age and your age, Chinese and and yours, Dukes, are all going, "I love that game." You know, and all the youngsters are going, "What the hell are they talking about?" And if they go to play it, they'll be like, "What the what? What the what is kidding? that? Where's the gun? <laughs> yeah, what the hell am I supposed to do with this rubber chicken?" <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Zip awesome. Zip I know, yeah. Uh, so, 
Oh, is he you juke for the next one? Yeah. <laughs> we we haven't talked about Bioware yet, so now I'm gonna play a Bioware track. course is the music that plays when you access the galaxy map and yep. apparently i didn't get the version of it which has a melody in it which i mean you can sort of hear a melody there but there's another version of it where there's a there's a, a, a longer melody you know what i'm talking about anyway oh yeah no i i must admit when i was listening to it then i was thinking it doesn't sound quite right yeah i mean maybe it's a version that someone remade or whatever but it's mass effect 2 and it's possible that we think of the mass effect 3 one or whatever it is who knows the point is that they did a really good job with that music because you're going to hear it a lot and it's it it needs to be unobtrusive you know what i mean if it were a rocking tune you'd get sick of it quick and as it is, I think they could have turned the volume down a little bit on it because it does get a little repetitive. But I think that it really fits what you're doing at the time in terms of checking out which galaxy to go to and whatnot. And whenever I hear that music, I also think of Mass Effect 2 when Shepard is launching the probes and she keeps saying things like probe away. Probe, probe away. Yeah, what did, what did Shepard say to her uh, proctologist? Probe away. <laughs> So I, I really like it. I think it's very, again, sublime. And it's really, I think it's hard to make music that will be in the background, not be annoying, but also stand out for being quality. And I think this music does it well. I'm thinking yeah, about, no, I, I agree. I'm it's thinking good. about Mass Effect 3 now. And the way you picked up side quests in that game is like you just overhear people talking. Yeah. It's like, how, how fucking creepy would that be? It's like, oh, I need this marina mer- from this planet. I went all the way there for you. Like, do I know you? Okay, <laughs> yeah, just turn up. Oh, I've got this for Excuse you. Excuse me, like, what? Who, who are you? Like, <laughs> exactly. Fuck off. Yeah. That was weird. That was weird. I could never remember who I had to take stuff back to. I get yeah. it, and I'm like, I have no idea where to go with this now. Especially having grown up in Fallout, because it's all like, there's a flashing arrow above the person's head. Yeah, no, that is very cool. So, yes, no, I agree. That's a great little piece of music there. So what's next up for you, Chinny? Uh, the one that's highlighted there, Duke. This is from one of the best games made of all time. And all there's, time. It's very oh, my God. There's, ah, shit. There's very difficult to pick uh, a song from this game. But this is my favorite one. So go. Don't you just want to fucking go through a silo and shoot people? Shoot shit. Oh, That's what you want to do man. to that music. Jesus yeah. Christ. You just want to shoot stuff, don't you? You do. Um, again, we talked about limitations in like soundtracks and stuff. You can definitely hear them. You can definitely hear how dated that yeah. sounds now, but 
it still sounds good. Like it just it just holds up. Unlock the graphics, but the the, the music just really <laughs> holds up. Um, and my God, the, the 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 music in that game was just such a big part of why it was awesome. You know, uh, I just loved every second of that game. You really felt like you were James Bond. I, I did, like, and 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 that was Goldeneye was the thing that got me into James Bond. Like, I'm a big Bond fan, uh, and Goldeneye was the first. I hadn't watched a Bond film ever when I played Goldeneye. Ah. Uh-huh. And I haven't. I do know. I, I had never wow. even um, watched Goldeneye when I played Goldeneye. <laughs> All right, so I played it, and I was more looking forward to Mission Impossible. Um, oh. But that came like earlier, so I played that, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the bollocks!" Uh, and then I watched Goldeneye and recognised all the, you know, the the scenarios from the game. And then I said to my dad, "I was like, Dad, uh, I I need to watch more James Bond." And he went. Really? Yeah, why? I was like, because I just need to watch more Bond. And he went, okay. I was like, what, what was the first one? It was like 1962. I watched it when I was 18. I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. i watch it. I was like, you do realize it was made in 1962. I was like, yes. So I think my dad was just pleased that I was interested in like. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's so cool when a younger person appreciates a movie from a while before they were born. Cause I, even, yeah. it's even rare that I have students, you know, high school students who are interested in like princess bride or the breakfast club or, you know, any of those like classic films. Uh, my, my dad was just, re- I think he was just pleased that I was doing like taking something, like doing something a bit weird or something, you know, like I, I because it was weird timing as well because ITV was doing a bond marathon. Uh, I think it was because tomorrow never dies just came out. And they did this like every week Wednesday. They would play. A, oh, I remember that. They, I remember. They played it. a Bond film, and I would tape it, and it was every Bond film. You know, uh, about, the one that there, always. There was a. Well, I went to a, around the time when Tomorrow Never Dies came out. I went to this graduation ceremony. A friend of mine was graduating from university, and the person who gave the commencement address was horrible. And she kept using that phrase, tomorrow never dies. When we pursue our dreams, tomorrow never dies. And it's just like, by the end of the speech, I was like, shut up! How trite and annoying can you get? Uh, you see, the one, the one film that always stands out for me out of the Bond uh, franchise was, was Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Roger, always the first was. Roger Moore one. Roger Moore's two years older than Sean Connery, can you believe? Yeah, with all the creepy voodoo dudes. Uh, you know, and the and the coffee and all that stuff. I think I, is that not nineteen sixty nine? I think like no, it was older. It was newer than that, but it was that was. I'm assuming I would have said living like that was probably around mid to late seventies sometime. It wasn't late seventies. It was the first Roger Moore one. Here we go. And no, it was it was it's newer. Only than there were that. a computer archive that could clear this up for us. I know. Yeah. Living that that was the yeah yeah. That was a weird one. So what year? Living Let Die was a weird jazz. 1973. It really? I didn't realise yeah. it. That was a year after it, I was born. I, yeah. God. It was the one after Diamonds Are Forever. God, I never knew it was that old. Jeez. Yeah. And he's, he's two years older than Sean Connery. Roger Moore. Wow. It was good, though. It was good. So, yeah. So, nice nice choice again for the, the future. Yeah. Uh, so, my... It got me into James Bond. I now love James Bond. Uh, and... In a way, it kind of got me into kind of like old. It got me to appreciate kind of old cinema because I know James Bond films aren't masterpieces, but they're fun. They, 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 they're they're fun, fun, 
And a lot of their moments, a lot of like James Bond films have inspired a lot of other films and other genres. Yeah, that's the thing. They're culturally significant. Like, if you've never seen a James Bond movie, it's it's the same way. Like, I've never read a Nicholas Sparks book, but I'm going to someday because he's culturally significant, you know? You're yeah. missing a lot of references to things if you've never seen a James Bond movie. There you go. No, I agree. Uh, my next one isn't really... It is linked to games, but it's not strictly game music, I guess. So let's it's have a different, to that. Yeah. Gay bar! How about there's people listening to that going, I know that. I know that. <laughs> they do. You know, it's I funny. Mean, I don't know if you've gotten to this part in the book yet, Stu, but um, the story ZZN has actually that song in it because there's a part where one of the characters plays Portal and for the first time. Uh, he never play, He doesn't play yeah. video games at all. So he sits down at one point. So she clicked a few more times. I'm just going to read this paragraph. She clicked a few more times and stood up. An odd picture of a man with a red water spigot dial in the back of his head appeared, and a pair of long, ominous tones sounded. So there I figured I'd put that in the writing and make people go, hey, I know that song. That's the you, you're, playing, you're plugging your book. <laughs> he is plugging. Did you know, see, he even managed to read he a little bit out got of a bit of, did he, he had it there, ready. Buy my I know. book. Buy my okay. book. Oh, also, I watch my yeah. YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you money uh, on that shit. Unbeknownst to me, that's actually a full track um, called Hazardous Environments, and it's in the Half-Life 2 soundtrack, which I never knew. So there you go. <laughs> but, the, but the cool thing about that for me is it means I'm going to be playing an amazing game. Yeah. As soon as you hear that yeah, music, sure. you know, some good is about go. to happen. Yeah. Here we go. You know, and, and hopefully that'll be coming up soon to something with a three on the end, hopefully. Nope. <laughs> you never know. You never know. But I, I just Portal love 2. I, I, the answer is no. It's just, it's just such a, a piece of music that's linked to so many great experiences for me, and I guess that's why I chose it. That's what the that, that's what you used to... You know when the PlayStation kind of emblem used to kind of... That's the kind of yeah. same thing. Like PlayStation 1 symbol used to come up, and I was like, yeah, I tried to play some PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Same feeling. So next up, next up for you, Duke, what have you got? I got the PS1 startup sound. There you go. That wasn't it. <laughs> this is it. Oh, man. That, that sound just makes you feel, oh, yeah. God, don't forget that last bit. That, that and... sound meant my brother has gone out and I've like sneaked onto his PlayStation. Hell yeah. Classic. Speaking of PlayStation 1...
had to do that switch off that quickly because that's what happened. You you finish the fight and then that victory song will come on and be like, yes, take that, robots. I mon- beat him by combining all my crystals and weird <laughs> shit. Yeah. Paragons. Pretty yeah, brilliant. <laughs> God. But, you know, Final Fantasy VII, of course, everyone probably knows that song. Uh, there's a really cool version of a guy who did an acapella version where he has like 12 different tracks videoing himself and he's doing all the different parts anyway too much time yeah did you can i ask you did you buy it in the steam i did sale? buy in the steam it sale it was only like 10 percent off or something but i was like you know what i said if it went down below 10 i'd buy it and i did so wow i'll probably start yeah. playing it soon but i should also say uh verbal rob gifted me hotline miami so thanks to oh, him wow oh, i was really want to play that. yeah that's like uh, yeah super super meat boy hey See? So I didn't have a chance to play it yet, but I will play it probably by next. It's good. I'm not making any progress. great, great soundtrack. It's like GTA, yeah. but without the cars. It is, yeah. and and yeah, without all the other stuff. <laughs> it's like GTA, but not GTA. So, Chini, have you highlighted what you want to play nope, next? Because I'm playing Geometry Wars 2. Uh, so, play that fucker. Well, what, 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 oh, that one there. Okay, go I'll for play that. that one. Play that fucker. <laughs> is from Battlefield Bad Company 2. Uh, and it's called Snowy Mountains. And, now that's um, a campaign song, huh? It's not in the multiplayer. No, it's in the campaign. And, I mean, that's the first time Duke's ever heard that song. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time anybody's heard that song. song. Uh, Modern Warfare 3, I've never... There's a campaign? Yeah. Bad Company 2's campaign wasn't its strong point. However, that song plays... I think you're going up a mountain... Um, or it's, it's one of the cutscenes just before it, and I just instantly just felt, I, I have to know what this song is. <laughs> All right, I just have to know what it is. And I typed it into Google, like, and I just typed in Battlefield Bad Company 2, um, Snowy Mountain music, and it was called Snowy Mountains. And I was like, <laughs> yes! Um, and that's and that's it, really. Like I, I liked Battlefield Bad Company 2. Uh, I played a lot of the multiplayer, um, and I didn't really like the single player, but God, I'm so glad I played it just for that music. And I just love how it's, you know, it's not your typical um, kind of army music. It's just kind of like a, it's it's an in-between song, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's a song that you would play to set up something. Like something's going to happen soon, but it's not quite happening yet. And something's progressing, they're moving on. But God, I just love that song. So, yeah. Yeah, it is cool. It's a very sort of, again, atmospheric piece of music, isn't it? Very heavy sound. Yeah, some, some like shit's going to go down, but it's not going yeah, down like, yet. Yeah, but it's also yeah, not, yeah. like, g- generic. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's a little different. It's not dun, dun. It's got character, which is good. Yeah, it does. Well, talking of non-generic and got character, my next uh, uh, choice is, is probably going to get a bit of hate, I've got to say. Or I'm, I'm going into my hate music oh, now that shit. Duke's going to hate on. <laughs> 
That's a good way to so, a piece of music. I know. So so let's play oh the God, first. I've just gone down the list. I thought I saw what I thought you was going to play, and then I went down. I saw it even worse, and I was like, oh, shit. Shit him. leaving it on because you liked it. That was even I longer than all the others. I want to see how long Chinny would go before he starts screaming. <laughs> he was pretty close. I was actually looking for the Monty Python thing when the guy's talking about the travel. Like, What's the point of going abroad and getting on buses and hotel millimars? And then the guy suddenly starts goes, take it off! Now, the name of that track is Life is Beautiful and it's, it's otherwise known as The ain't... Whistle. The Whistle Song. It's not... You, stop it's, it. It's not the There's nothing wrong, 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 not, There's nothing yeah, wrong dude, with the you song. You haven't played Deadly Premonition, have you? No, I no, he hasn't. Right now, I have. So at least I can chip in here and say, right, no, it's not, it's not the song, right, that bothers me so much. It's the fact that the game has two songs, one for good moods and one for bad moods, and it plays it over and fucking over again. What's quite right, it's like what's being cool trapped about, in hell. What's cool about that tune, right? In Deadly Premonition, right? You'll, there'll have just been a murder, right? And someone's been hacked to pieces or whatever, right? And they're doing it at the autopsy or whatever. And then it'll suddenly go, it'll make some really random comment. And everything, the, the whole mood will lighten and then that music starts playing. It's just so bizarre. That's bizarre. <laughs> and brilliant at the same time. Well, I've got to say, it's just such a brilliantly bizarre game. Uh, and most of the music in it is. There's another great track, uh, which I was torn between that and Amazing Grace. There's a version of Amazing Grace on there that they played towards the end of the game. Like at and the it's end, very. I'm amazed that the, the game has graced me with the end. Shut up. And it's very sort of haunted and, and a really cool version of Amazing Grace. And um, yeah, again, that's played towards the end of the game, though. Uh, so yeah, that's that for me. And uh, I've got a couple more coming. Out. God, Duke's that probably going to deride as well. <laughs> uh, so over to you, Duke. What, what's next up for you? I'm just going to start playing this one. Oh, yeah. So that's getting you sure you know what that is. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's defense grid, uh, theme music. It's 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 it, it it's it it's an interesting mix of like happiness, like oh this game is so good, but it's also frustration because that game gets really frustrating sometimes. And there were a couple of moments when I had to leave the game before I went crazy and I said, I'll come back to this later. 
And then coming back to it can be intimidating because you're like, God, I got to try to beat that level now. But it's still just in terms of it being music, it's very well constructed because it's again, it gives you that epic feel and the horns have just enough sting to them without being overpowering or lost to the background. And I think it does a good job of bringing you into this mechanistic situation that has a really solid feel to it. I think as well that it's, it's, it sounds to me like it's got a bit of a vibe of a like 80s sci-fi film to it. Yeah, a little bit. I can see that. You know what I mean? It, it's it's it does sound a great piece of music. You know, um, to to match that sort of sci-fi tone and robot, like say robots and you know towers and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. So what's what's next up for you, Chinny? Uh-huh, what are uh-huh, you on to uh-huh. next? Oh, here we go. Uh, which one should I pick? Go on, what are you picking next? Um, that should be pretty easy. Play that one, Duke. Yeah, just do that. So Portal 2 is one of the very few games where I play it and like say things out loud and go, what the fuck? You know, or shit, you know, and I'll I'll, I'll get so into it that I I, I, I kind of think I'm there or I, I think I'm like, take, it, it, I'm just in it, all right? And I remember the first time it happened in Portal 1, where, spoilers for Portal 1, by the way, um, where you you see a bit of the wall sticking out, right? And you go behind the wall, and you see writing and everything. And it, I mean, yeah. now, that doesn't sound like a big deal, because Portal 1, remember, you cast your mind back to Portal 1, we didn't know anything about it. We just thought it was kind of like this side project of trials, all right? And when I saw that there's writing on the wall and there's, like, something going on, I, w- I felt like all these, like, plethora of emotions, right? The first one was, like, I was excited because, what the hell? Because I dis- discovered something. The second one is, like, frustration because... I was I was frustrated because I I can't believe I fell for it. I almost <laughs> like 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 it was like Valve tricked me in a way. You know what I mean? I would kind of think that ah oh, this is just a game where you go through and it didn't really mean anything and you get to the end and it finishes. And I I, I, I as soon as I saw that I got frustrated. I was like, fuck! It's like this is a game. This isn't some trials. This is like this is going to be a fucking game. Right. Well, I mean, I think what was interesting about that, when they brought the orange box out, and there'd been a lot of talk about Portal prior to it coming out, but everybody just thought it was just a simple bit of a puzzle game that they were just chucking in as part of the package. Yeah. 
Uh, and it sort of was, was, but then it wasn't. <laughs> well, I mean, that's something from Portal 2. And Portal 2 had so much to live up to, right? And I wasn't... I, 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 I wouldn't say that the first, like, second I played it, I was, I was ready to go. You know, I was still sceptical. You know, an hour in. You know what I mean? I was still kind of. Uh, no, I was I was hooked the minute weekly started. Yeah, I mean it was it was really funny and I, I was liking it. I was enjoying it, but I was like, is this going to be better than two, one? Is this going to be better than one? That it, it gets to it and gets going, and I just I stopped thinking, is it going to be better than one? And I just played the game. Like I stopped thinking about it, yeah. and I was so wrapped up in what's going on. And I, I just I would, I would see things sucking you into the story, no doubt. I would see things and just go, "Fuck!" Like, like I'm in it. Like this is like me in it, and I just. And oh, they totally oh. understood that what people wanted from the sequel was scale, and they gave it to us. That game's scale is just epic, not only in terms of size but time. It's you amazing. What, what they did so well though was, they gave you that scale. And you walk into an area for the first time and you just look at it and think, how the hell am I even going to get to where I need to get to? Oh, yeah. Because you look around, it just looks ridiculous. But they did it in such a way that you soon worked out what you needed to do and get there. Just enough visual clues to be like something over there, you know. And I'll admit I got lost a couple times, but it's, it's such a great example of taking what worked in the first one and just blowing it up a hundred times. Now, I need to say two more things about the music in Portal 2, so if you'll allow me to give a, sh- a little bit of a warning. Because this is going to spoil something. Speaking of Wheatley, the music when he tries to kill you... Again, like you know that there's going to be a way out, but you can't see it right away. So it's just like, oh my god, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I thought that moment was just awesome. I think they did a really good job with that. And then, of course, if we talk about Portal and Portal Two, we have to talk about Michael Colton. So yeah, some great, great I, music. I, in Portal. I just, I'm Portal Two. Oh, man, just Portal Two is just a moment for me. You know what I mean? It's just this moment. And, you know, I, I always used to say, like, two games... I mean, like, I, I love Goldeneye, but I wouldn't put it up there anymore with, like, my best games ever because you just play that now and it just doesn't hold up, you know? And it, it's it's always going to have a place in my heart and it's always going to be a big part of, like, my gaming life. But if I was to say, like, the two best games that I think uh, that you should play right now, it would be Portal 2 and Red Dead Redemption. But, you know, The Last of Us is up there now. You know, it's, like, it's right up there. Um... Yeah, and I just... Oh. I, think, I think the great thing for me with Portal 2, I think I could play that game in 20 years' time and it would still be as good. Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't think, God, this is like... You know, like what we view Pac-Man as now or yeah. Pong or whatever. Yeah. We would never view Portal 2 in that way. Uh, you know, I, I, like Half-Life 2, like just the normal one, just still holds up. You know? Like yeah, you I that. mean, you can see it's old and you can see it's got its things. But like, it still looks pretty good, you know? It's, but it still looks... It does... It still holds up. Yeah. It still holds up. Okay, uh, here we go. This is my next one. So let's play this and then uh, we'll go through the stick I'm going to get for it.
Now, I've got to say, right, Duke, and I know you don't like Heavy Rain, and I know you give the game a lot of steam, but the one thing you cannot criticize is the music. And I never game. have. I will admit right away that the music's very good. It's some of the best, such a you know, game. for me. It's not a shit game. <laughs> it isn't a shit <laughs> game. It's got its issues. Game has that. It isn't that, and we know that. But it, it has got its issues. But I, you know, the music was yeah, let's just. Let's stay on what we agree with. It's a, let's it's stay on what we agree. With. The music. I'll, I'll agree with that. The music is very, very. Good. I agree. The music was fantastic for everyone. It was amazing. I mean, and, and it was just again, it was fitting with the tone and themes, and and you know, it fit the scenes that the music played in. And I was torn between this and the music that plays when you you're driving up the. Uh, and spoilers here, I guess. Spoilers. Uh, when you're driving up the freeway the wrong way. Morning, you know, the, morning, morning. Too late now. <laughs> uh, but the, the music in that part alone was just so, like, made even more tense than you already were trying to avoid killing people along the, the, the freeway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I love some of the music in that game. I just thought it was just. And, it, and each character had, had their own sort of theme, if you will. Mm. Yeah. You know, each character in the game. It was, it was like a noir theme, theme, but like it wasn't traditional noir. Um, it was nice. I, I like the music in every room. It's beautiful music. I mean, even if you just listen to it in isolation outside of the game, you know, some of the tracks are beautiful tracks. The, the guy's died now, hasn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, sadly he died. Um, I think he was doing the music, wasn't he, for Beyond? Or started, and then someone else has taken over, I believe. Or had he nearly finished it? I can't remember, but I'm sure he was involved with Beyond as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially. But right, a great composer, you know, and great music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so over to you, Duke. Is this your last one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do one more each. Does that sound like a point? Yeah, one more each. All right, so uh, I'll end with another Bioware game. And, uh, yeah, this is the theme from... Where is it? Why it couldn't load? What? Oh, you're gonna have to edit this out, Stu. It's <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, that's all right. You just carry on. It'll be fine. Now, it's, it's always dangerous to have someone singing a foreign language and singing that kind of operatic style in a video game, but I think with Dragon Age Origins, it definitely works. Anybody who's played it recognizes that as the music that sort of comes up when you first start the game, and it's really good because it's, again, it's evocative, but it's not cheesy, and it's heartfelt without being overbearing. You just reminded me of a uh, song from another game, but I'll... I'll... Try and find it and play it for next week or something. But yeah, that sounds really good. I haven't played Dragon Age. I've got Dragon Age. I haven't played it. All these games y'all have but haven't played, man. Yeah, at least I've, yeah, at least I've, I've played, started and finished them. Quite. Unlike yeah. Nob Jockey <laughs> over here. No, I play. I finish a lot of games. Fallout Three. Yeah, but the big well, all right. I, yeah, and, well, and I Dragon Age. Age. To be fair, I did play quite a bit of Dragon Age. Uh, the funniest thing Dragon about Dragon Age. Age for me, though, I got I did that bit that mission where you get all of your cool magic powers, 
And then I was so disappointed when I ended up back in the real world and didn't have any of them. I was like, whoa, I was just doing all this cool uh, stuff. In the, and... Like the dream world. Yeah. yeah. I was doing all this really cool stuff where I could become all these different beast things and it yep. was proper cool. And I was like, yes. And then I was like, no. And that's when I got a bit miffed with the game. That's pretty frustrating. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. And I was. But yeah, no, it was good. What I played of it, I really enjoyed. But I just... I guess I nearly bought it again in the Steam sale because I think it was about like two quid for the yeah, like totally edition. Yeah, the full edition. It's good. It's got a lot yeah. Of I've got. So stuff I'm very I'm playing for the first time on it. But I thought, do you know what? I'm still halfway through on the 360, so I should go and play it on the really and buy it again for no reason. Well, because uh, all the yeah. extra stuff. I mean, that's a reason, but I hear what you're saying. I guess. <laughs> but it's I 10 guess. Bucks, so. Um, so, Chini, your final one, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've got two left, but I don't, I don't know which one to play. So, I'll... Um, I think I'll play that one, Duke, but before you do, um, the other one I picked was Mass Effect 3 Leaving Earth by Clint Mansell. Uh, and I just... Yeah. I love Clint Mansell. Like, he's from Coventry, so the West Midlands. Woot, woot, woot. Um, but he, he's done the soundtrack to Moon, uh, Requiem for a Dream... Uh, and Mass Effect 3 and other things as well he's awesome I love him um, and he did some of the songs that he did in Mass Effect 3 were just perfect however uh, I, somebody else picked that for next week so we'll play it then this yeah. what I play now is a song there's, there's modern versions of this but I've gone with the traditional one um, because it's the one that I fell in love with but the modern ones I like the modern ones as well like they're really good um, but like this song just stays in my head it just stays in there and it won't leave when I play it uh, and I love it, it gets me in the mood I can't believe you give Deadly Premonition a longer time than that. Um, I know, Deadly Premonition is good though, the whistles. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the new one, the Battlefield 3 one, that's the Battlefield film theme, by the way. Um, the one that they use for Battlefield 3, really good and modern, and it's got like a different tone. That, that, that tone's got like patriotism in it, and it's it's hopeful, and it's, it's, it's uplifting, and it's motivating. The one now, what they do for kind of Battlefield 3 has a different. It's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing, but they somehow achieve like a a different what like you know. Let's get shit done. Shit needs to be done, and it's darker, and it ends really well as well. It's all static and and horrible to to hear, but it's really cool at the same time. Um, I don't know if you want to quickly Google Battlefield Three theme, Duke, just to give a quick taste of it. They've carried at least what I love about the Battlefield series. I don't really play it that much, but they at least they carried on the theme. And I, I love that theme.
Yeah, you can Hang definitely hear the parallels. And still there. Uh, yeah. And I still love it. But yeah, I just... Oh, man. It just gets me... It just reminds me of like 1943, funny enough. Not 1942. Um, because I was so excited about 1943 when it came out. Now, I've saved what I consider to be the best till last. The music from this particular game and the guy who composed it, it's, it's just sublime and ties so well into what's happening within the game. So let's play it and then we'll talk a little bit about it. no doubt that the music from the game journey is just beautiful you know the way it's structured the way it ties in to the way you're playing the game you know it almost feels like it, it dynamically changes as you're playing you know to to match what's happening on screen um i think also what what's really brilliant about it, it sort of gives you that sort of feeling of loneliness you know, and that you are on your own for a certain time, and that you are sort of stranded in the middle of this gigantic it's a desert. piece of music. It feels like something. It fits the desert motif. It definitely does. I mean, Austin Wintry, who who's a composer for this, um, he, he spent three years apparently making making the soundtrack for the game. What did he make the fucking uh, instruments? I don't know, but it obviously it took him a long time. Uh, and what's interesting, and I didn't know this, but it. Um, it was in the top 10 of iTunes soundtrack charts in more than 20 countries. Uh-huh. And it, it actually reached 116 on the Billboard sales charts in America with over 4,000 units sold in the first week after release for the soundtrack. And it's the second highest position of any video game music album to date. What's the first? Oh, there you go. I have no idea, it doesn't say. <laughs> uh, but it's brilliant. I mean... And in, interestingly, I didn't know this, but more recently he did the soundtrack for Monaco as well, uh-huh. which is another great, great game and a great soundtrack. Well, so yeah. people can distinguish themselves enough to be like known as someone you watch for. You know what I mean? Like someone who makes music or whatever. Like the guy who made oh, the oh. Baptiste add-on for Fallout New Vegas. Like I looked to see he made one for Skyrim, and I'm like, I want to play his mod for Skyrim now because I have faith that he did good work there too. I like that when that happens to like game designers, you know, like you got the yeah. Amy Henning who did Uncharted, and then you got Cliffy B who does Gears, and you know, th- say what you like about Cliffy B, like he obviously knows how to put a game together, right? Yeah. And I quite like him in interviews. He's he's funny, he's smart, and Ken Levine, you know, he's smart as well, and he's he, he, yeah. they put their stamp on a game, and obviously they're the first people to, put, to admit it wasn't all me, you know, I you know I'm just kind of like one one wheel in the cog, you know, but. Someone's going to take it all. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think what... I mean, I know you still haven't got around to playing it, Ginny, but you no. must do. Well, I have started up the old PS3 again. By the way, updating the PS3, um, I hadn't switched yeah. it on for a year and a half. Uh, it took five minutes. 
No, it's it, updating the actual PS3 is fine. Wait till you put a game in you haven't oh, played for over a year. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's not been out for over a year. Yeah, it's something like try putting Uncharted 2 in and see how long it takes for you to before mm-hmm. you can actually play that. No. That's <laughs> the trouble you've got. Nah. Um, the, the actual update, but, I was expecting, oh, here we go. I switched it on. It was like four minutes. I was like, oh, here we go. Done. Yeah, I mean, uh, along with um, Heavy Rain, I think Journey, again, it's one of those soundtracks that absolutely matches the game. You know, in so many ways, and and is as big a part of the game as the actual game itself, if that makes any sense. It's sort of integral to your experiences of music as well. So um, it, it's it's great. It's great. Is it, is it a, just off the top of your, um, your head? Can you think of any like shit games with good music in? Shit games. Hey, we already heard music. one. Uh, Aliens <laughs> might be one of those. You know, is that how go good music? Okay. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Having great music. Might have some good music in it. I remember. Um, Trouble. Anyway, that's that's sort of kind of it for our music choices, you know. That's, and I, I think of okay. So the audience has given us a lot of cool suggestions for next week. For next but here's week. another challenge. Maybe for the week after that, what is what is the best music in the worst game? Yeah, we'll see if we can find a couple of those. There you go. Yeah. But oh yeah, so next week we'll do the community choices, and there's a lot of those, so it'll give us a chance to talk about many other Ooh. games. And I could have chosen some of the yeah. ones that other people. Oh, I see chose. Zelda's on there and everything. I would have picked all those as well. Yeah, so we'll People go through those next week. Voted or given us their suggestions yet? You can still do that on Facebook and Twitter. Wow, I, Lord, I don't know what we we'll have time to do. Send it more. more. Send it more. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to do three weeks of music <laughs> shows if we keep sending them in. Three seconds of each song. It is. We'll be. We'll be that Next one. Next one. Right. Anyway, that being said, we have got some emails, so we better get them done. Then we can do some shout outs and get the hell out of here. So. So the first one up is entitled Cube World Alpha. And this is from uh, Mark Bayliss, and he says this. Hi, Stu, Chini, and Duke. Hi, Hi Mark. Hello, Mark. Uh, this is my second email to the podcast, and I just have to say this is my favorite podcast. Oh, Not you. that I listen. I know. Well, thank you for that. We appreciate that. Uh, not that I listen to heaps of them. All right, M- fucking hell. All right, stab M- me in the back. M-B-A-M. Boss wave and stuff you should know. What? What would be your favorite podcast? Well, we listen to quite a few, don't we? We talk about um, them on a regular basis. So check. There's an episode like three or four episodes ago that will give you an idea of what we like to listen Beagle. to. Google. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gaming format. I always enjoy gaming format as well. How did this get made? This get made? Hey, time. I've got Sharknado. Have you? Yeah. I, was, I, was I haven't seen it yet, but I've got it. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch that shit. Sure. Sure. No, people don't know how did this get made is they did a special one just for that no, is it, how did this get made is a podcast where they watch terrible films you got to watch the film then to appreciate it so you watch it and then you listen to them talk about it it's almost worth watching the film for I like it even without having seen the film so I, no, I don't I've got to watch the film um, anyway Sharknado man a Sharknado uh, anyway uh, Gaming Informer at the moment I like Gaming Informer okay <laughs> since since I switched to PC gaming I have not looked back see Chin Easy you see, you can be wrong sometimes. I uh, have been enjoying some great games that I would not have been able to play, like Daisy and the whole Armour 2 and 3 thing. Daisy is a game that can be filled with hours of boredom, but there are moments in this game when you come across another player and it makes me nearly have a heart attack. It is beating so fast. I have never had that from any other game. 
You, you, you also ain't get played shot Singularity when I almost fucking died. Yeah. You also get shot in the head a lot without even knowing where from. Looking forward to the standalone, maybe not so many hackers then. But the game that has been taking up all of my time has been an alpha for a game called Cube World, which is like Minecraft RPG with I've monster hunter elements procedurally generated, voxel-based, blah, blah, blah. It is the prettiest looking game I have ever seen that is made from blocks. You should check it out, guys. I predict it will be huge. I have two sons, six and three years of age, and they are constantly badgering me to be playing it. Uh, with all the new consoles coming out soon, I was thinking I may have to jump to the PC at the wrong time, but now the Steam summer sale is here, I feel pretty good about the Switch, and I'm not really considering any of the new consoles. I heard from someone that the new PS4 and Xbox One will be able to outperform a high-end PC. Is this true? Well, it can be optimised, and that's uh, the uh, High-end PC is a moving target, though. Yeah. It's like having an earthquake, and, uh, and PC games are in a hot air balloon. It doesn't affect them. They're, they're always sort of uh, sort of moving along, yeah. but the, the difference is with the Xbox One and the PS4, they can optimize the games to run as well as they can do because it's, a, it's one platform and everyone's exactly the same yeah, as the, each other. The, the, the limitation is the consoles because that's where the money is usually. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of money to be made, but you yeah. know, the, 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 the games are limited by the consoles usually. So, you know, the games that are coming out now, like, Battlefield 3 was limited by how fast the Xbox and PlayStation could run it. Whereas, you know, um, if they maxed it out on the, on the PC, they, they wouldn't be able to put it on console. So it, consoles still kind of dominate why, what the games are doing still. Yeah, and the other thing I'll say, and, and I know I've probably said this before, but it bears repeating. I think the game developer is doing a really good job of making sure that the games work on lots of different kinds of PCs and... It's not nearly the same experience to play Skyrim on my rig as it would be to play it on a really high-end PC with ultra-high settings, but that's okay. It still plays, and I can still have a lot of fun with it, and I'll probably have even more fun playing it with those super-high settings when I do get a much better PC. So I I think that's a good thing because it was a while that you couldn't play PC games unless you had a really high-end machine, and it's really good to see them making it possible to play them on lower-end things. I mean, I mean, the simple answer is no. Uh, the PS4 and Xbox One, as powerful as they are, are, are nowhere near as powerful as using some of the PCs that are out now, and some of the, you know some of the graphics cards got, you can get. Only got eight gig RAM. Crazy. Like my nephew, crazy. My nephew's fifteen. He's got sixteen gig RAM in his. In his yeah, PC. you know, so so they wouldn't be able to outperform in that that respect, but the games will be fully optimised. And, you know, what will happen is the games that will be coming out on PC will be even better anyway, because obviously they'll be able to put them to a much higher spec now. And the other thing that I'll say is that, I mean, there's a difference between the way the graphics look on the console versus the PC, but it's not huge, in my opinion. Like, I'm not blown away. And I'm not talking about on my rig, because I I know that mine isn't. But I'm talking about, like, the very high-end stuff. There's a noticeable difference, but it's not, like... I I can't see wetting your pants or spending a lot of money to get that boost in graphics quality. What What are you talking about? And I'll just play The Last of Us, which is probably one of the most prettiest games I've ever played. Yeah, it looks great. Um, That's pretty, that game. Take that, motherfuckers. Anyways, uh, thank you all for the great podcast. I realise you do it in your own time. We've no financial rewards on a weekly basis now. I would like to say it is appreciate, uh, appreciated. See you, Mark Bayliss, Xbox Digger 3, and Steam Digger 3. So there you go. So thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. That's very kind Thanks of you. We, email. we, we appreciate like people taking time out. 
realize people listen to podcasts on the road or doing something. They go, yeah, I'll email in one day. And they never do because I do the same. Yeah, but we, we do like it when people join in. There is. Now, the next one's not so much of an email go away. as a list. We've got a list. And this is from Andrew Gould, who does our theme tune. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah. And uh, anyway, it, it is top 10 WTF US sex laws. Are you ready for this? Okay. So number one, oral sex is illegal in 18 states, including Arizona. I'm at Wisconsin. Did you know this, Duke? I did not. No. Uh, number two, in Virginia, it is illegal to have sex with the lights on. No, it's not. Uh, it is true. It's illegal, but the ne- police never enforce these laws. Of course. How are they going to do it? <laughs> anyway, number three. Excuse me. Uh, can you uh, please let me know? Turn the lights off. What the hell's going on? What are you doing with the lights on? Uh, number three. This one's even better. Number three. It is illegal for husbands in Willowdale, Oregon to talk dirty during intercourse. <laughs> yes, <laughs> number, number four. Uh, sexual intercourse between unmarried couples is illegal in Georgia. Georgia? A lot of stuff that's illegal. There's a lot of other stuff that's also legal, though, in Georgia. So. Yeah. Number five. Yeah. Number five. Engaging in any sexual position other than missionary is illegal in Washington, D.C. Fuck off. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, number six. Surely the president in... has done doggy. Look, look, we've got one for Duke here. Got one for Duke here. Uh, what? In... In Connorsville, Wisconsin. Hey, Wisconsin! It is illegal for a man to shoot off a gun when his female partner is having an orgasm. <laughs> All right, where? What's the source of this? <laughs> no idea, but he's funny. <laughs> number now, seven. I'd like to get some confirmation on some of these. Need sure, video evidence seven. of that as well. <laughs> in In Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, it is illegal to have sex with a truck driver inside of a toll booth. <laughs> well, that's that's Steve Conger's territory there, so we can warn um, him about that. And we've got one for Greg here. Here's one for Greg. California, is it? Number eight. Having sexual relations with a porcupine is illegal in Florida. <laughs> Greg's not from Florida. <laughs> well, he's from that sort of area, no, isn't he? No, he's from California, you douche. Is he? I thought he was around there. No, anyway, whatever. Duke's from Florida that's, originally. I'm from Florida. Oh, that maybe that's where I'm getting mixed up. Anyway, that's what they play in the toll booth when you first enter California. <laughs> if you live in Florida, yeah, don't be going. Welcome to Florida, man. Nice. I recommend Florida. Time. Florida, but that's America's wing. They prefer Sunshine State. Uh, number nine. It is illegal in Utah to marry your first cousin before the age of sixty-five. <laughs> Dude, don't get me started on Utah. And number ten. This is just brilliant. Utah, if this is dry true, county, is it dry? Uh, no, but there's that's where the Mormons are, so it's crazy. Oh, that probably makes kind of sense then. Uh, and number ten, and this is just brilliant. Number ten, uh, sex with animals is perfectly legal for men in Washington State, as long as the animal weighs less than forty pounds. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, I'd like to see. Some, I don't. I don't. I'm not calling this person a liar, but I'd like to see some. Oh, that's where Microsoft are based. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, Andrew, for that. Uh, a very enlightening. Uh, we know what That's you can and can't do. We always like some legal studies here. We do, we do, especially ones that make sense. Anyway, next one's from CP, Christopher Matthew, and he Ooh. says this. Greetings from North Carolina. You can't do it unless the number is two. Did he get that yeah. right? Did he get that? Was it right? commercial. It's um, Car Talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah, he was right. 
Anyway, hello, gentlemen, he says. Hello. Hello, Chris. It has been a while, and I'm sure it will be a while still, as I believe I have missed this week's recording date, and so you won't read this out until next week. In any case, greetings, which is absolutely true. Uh, Duke and Stu, have you been able to take advantage of the Steam summer sales? Well, we've talked about it, and yeah, it took a little bit, but not a lot. Uh, I picked up a few things I've been waiting for price drops on, and I'm looking forward to trying them out. Anno 2070 looks like an interesting city simulator uh, set well in 2070. Uh, not much else from me. Mrs. CP and I are still trying to unbury ourselves from all of the boxes. Uh, I thought we had gotten rid of a bunch of stuff until I saw how much stuff came out of the moving truck. Yikes. Uh, TTFN CP. So thank you for that. Yeah, moving house. Oh, God, I can't imagine ever having yeah, Chris to do does that. it a lot because he's in the army, so he does, he's used to it. Yeah. Uh, next one. Oh, Duke. This one's for you. Just a minute. Thanks, Gone. Chris, for writing in. Uh, yeah, Duke, I did send you a link now. Whether you've still got it or not, I don't know. So I will, I'll put it in the chat. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember this? I don't know if you remember this. Here we go. It's in the chat now. Uh, but we got a video email of right. Sean yeah. Anderson. So let's, really? let's have a listen to this. It's great. It's really fun. Duke and Chitty. This is Sean. Um, I have sent you emails. I have sent you doodled emails. And I'm sending you a video email. I just wanted to show you my new Odyssey 2. This is, uh, I just picked this up at a thrift store. We got, uh, KC Munchkin. Apparently a pretty good game. It's really hard to get these cartridges out of the system, so that's why it's got a handle. You know, you've got the keyboard built in. You don't have to use a controller to try to type things, you know, on a screen. You've got it right here, and that's what I call awesome. So now, the moment of truth, we're going to turn this puppy on, and we're going to see the epic goodness that is Odyssey Microprocessor 2 gameplay. Oh, snap! I'm eating the things. It's like Pac-Man, but better! So you guys can keep your um, PlayStation 4s and PS1s. I've got the Odyssey 2. I'm, I'm totally set. It's pretty incredible. Oh, dang, I got eaten again. Okay, see you guys later. That was just brilliant. Yay. Very good. Thanks for writing in, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> writing, uh, talking in. I don't know what you call it. It's great. And <laughs> he's he's the guy who's going to come up in August, and we're going to make some videos. It's going to be fun. It's been a long time putting it together because it's, for whatever reason, our schedule is just never working. Have you, have you watched? I've been watching some of his films. Yeah, I've seen watch some of his films. You know, so he's got funny. 83 videos. He has. But some of his movies he's made yeah, are very coming random. for your title. They're just craziness. They're yeah. just a That's bunch a of craziness. There, no doubt. I'll have a watch of those, so, Sean. Yeah. Got my cool, eye on crazy son. at the same time. Uh, next one's from uh, Daniel Hall, otherwise known as ShantyDan86, and he says, "Back to the Future." Hi guys, thought Mr. Chin would appreciate this. Yeah. Back to the Future Lego. Holy shit! Coming early August, apparently. Fuck the it, fuck shit. It looks cool, man. There's a DeLorean Lego, man. Oh, man. You're going to be getting that shit. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> it does God, look, it looks pretty good. What am I doing? Who cares? Come on, you know you want it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that sounds right up my street, to be honest. Okay, so that was that. That was nice and short, sweet. Light short, sweet. <laughs> Uh, 
See, yeah. I often think, right, I'll get your guys' opinion on this, right? I love stories about time, but is it because I love stories about time first, or is it because I watch Back to the Future first? Wow, you've got a time conundrum about films. So, yeah, like, it's like, did I... Do I have like a natural attraction to time, which led me to log Back to the Future more, or did I watch Back to the Future first, and that led? Let to, me ask you a like, question. Time. Let me ask you. A How old were you when you first watched Back to the Future? Would you have been probably about seven? I'm reckoning it's a film influence. If I'm being really honest, that's like. What do you think, dude? That's like in uh, what you call it, blah. Um, High Fidelity. Y'all see that John Cusack movie where he says, "Was I How depressed?" Lily Tyler, is it? Yeah. Was I depressed because I was listening to pop music, or did I listen to pop music because I was depressed? Yeah. Oh, see, it's like the egg and the chicken. That's right. But what do you think, dude? Yeah. Um, I think that it's a feedback thing. Like you saw something awesome, which then made you think, oh, I, you know, I, I, it's this element of this thing that is especially awesome. So yeah. you went looking for more things like that, and you found them. Hmm. There you go. I think he's right. I think he's right. Um, next one's up from James Bearden, and it's simply called... Are you ready for this? Dear Esther, my take on things. Ugh. I'm not groaning. Oh, though. Now, he originally sent this email on the 21st of May, so I either missed it, or I was probably worried that Duke was going to start complaining when I started reading it. He says, hi, guys of the podcast. This hi. is an email I sent about hi. three months ago uh, that I sent in, but I think I must have either typed the wrong address or something, or as I never heard anything back about it. Anyway, the constant digs uh, for Dear Esther is the reason that I've written it. Uh, and it reminded me to resend the email. It's so big, it's wider than my page. Now, this may be a boring email to some, and it's probably best if you don't put it in the show. But I just bought Dear Esther for £1.74 on uh, Green Man Gaming. And would like to offer my opinion and share a different insight on some aspects of the game. First of all, from all the bashing Jew gave it, I didn't think the game would be any good. <laughs> but I must say, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, hey, different courses for courses. I'm hesitant to call it a game. Good. But it was amazing and beautiful, an experience, and one that I will be replaying soon. Right, before I get any further, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Oh, now for a oh, few it, photos. Uh, now for a few photos I found rather interesting. Firstly, and it's one of the, you know, the wall paintings that are all over the place. Yeah. Uh, firstly, this is the chemical diagram is quite common throughout the game and can be worked out as C2OH6, more commonly known as ethanol, possibly a reference to the drunkenness that is mentioned so much. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah, kind nope. of. Yeah, well, you, well, even if it was, you wouldn't say it was. No, it's uh, kind of. But again, like that—that that should have been something explicitly integrated into the story, but it's not. It's subtly, subtly, you got to work it out, man. But it's not even subtle. Subtle to what? Subtle things are like Chinny was talking about the GTA song from GTA 1 that's worked into the ringtone on your phone in GTA 4. That's a subtle thing that's done effectively. This is just, we'll put a molecule on the wall and maybe it'll make some connection to something in this Well, James knows? spotted it, I'm only saying. He's obviously more intelligent than we are and spotted all this stuff. No, no, well, what Duke's saying is it's like it's connected to what? Like, what's the point? Well, I, the ethanol makes sense in the context of the stuff you find out. Look, if there were a plot point that was like, the 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 you know someone found something related to ethanol that would be one thing 
but it's not, so I object. <laughs> the next one is a, is a diagram. He said, secondly, so it's another wall drawing. Secondly, this diagram also comes up a lot. It's a human neuron or nerve cell that works via electrical impulses, which links quite nicely to the next image, which is an electrical circuit on a PCB board with elements of a standard circuit, but also with neurons to show the possible link between the similarities of processing in man and machine. Another significant image is a shadow. Oh, this is a massive spoiler, this is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm never going to play this shit, so carry on. Huge spoiler. Uh, another significant image is a shadow of the bird you see when flying over the island in the final scene. Maybe this means he did not turn into a bird and fly over the island as he dreamed. <sighs> even as an illusion. There's a million possibilities. That's there is, and that's what I like. About it. it also might be the case that Superman came through <laughs> and he had his super flying suit on, and that's what you're seeing, right? And, that's possible. Possible. Another symbol that comes up quite a lot is this, uh, which is another chemical symbol. And this, um, some more research is told that this is uh, diazepam, the painkiller that he talks about. Marzepam. Diazepam. <laughs> Uh, well, I hope you enjoyed my take on the arrest, and I, I thank you for recommendations, Stu. Oh, of course, man. Of course. I may have to play Stu's some more. Stu's taking the credit for it like he made the game. Like, yeah, no problem. He's been the champion of this game, which is not easy to do because we hate it. Or I hate it. Yeah. So I'll take <laughs> credit for that. Now, I'm, I'm glad, that, Duke, you know, I'm glad some people have enjoyed the experience because I sure didn't. So I may have to play some more of these weird and shit games that you enjoy so much. Yeah. As always, keep up the good work. Though, with you know. uh, Stu will recommend games that he knows are stupid, like I gra- the graveyard. I you told never me to play do that. that. All right, then. I would never do you that. I would say something I do think is genuinely interesting. I'm sorry. What? Just because you don't doesn't mean to say you're right. And it doesn't mean to say I'm right either. Stu, you're talking about the graveyard? <laughs> no, that was a joke. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying you told me this is great. You got to play it. No, well, yeah, no, I did that just to, just because I knew you would hate it. I'm exactly, saying, so you'll I do it. Who no, only to Duke. I wouldn't do it to the listeners. Uh, <laughs> to the listeners. I would only do that to Duke. There's a lot of things you should not do to the listeners. Exactly. You like the uh, listeners? As always, keep up the good work with the podcast. It's my podcasting highlight of the week. Thank you very much for that. It's very kind. Thank you, everybody. That's so nice when anybody says nice things about the podcast. It is, right. Final one. Here we go. And it's just simply entitled Thanks. And it's from Fraser Mosey, we mentioned earlier, from FUMU. And he says this, guys, thanks for the shout out last week for the podcast I was on. I am not going to mention it again. I don't want to appear like I'm milking it, but thought you might like this podcast trial story. Actually, I thought it was pretty good, the Game Punches. I'll give it a listen. It was pretty good, actually. I listened to it, yeah, but I can't remember it, so... <laughs> it was, it was on. I've, I've so, subscribed to it, so it'll take yeah, right, it'll take me a few right. weeks to kind of like get to know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm, not, was, I'm not just being a dick okay. there when I say uh, I can't remember it. I just I listen to something. No, you've just got to understand, Fraser. He's a diva, yeah. and you just get it's used true. to it. It's true. It's true. I got invited back on for Friday with all the intention to return the favour and give you guys a shout out two hours before recording. Oh, don't, we had a do, don't do that, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. Uh, 20, minutes, 20 minutes before the scheduled finish, the power came back on. I managed to sneak on Skype to join them for the last segment. I politely asked if I could give you guys a shout out and did. <laughs> Only to find out that my audio wasn't recorded and so my non appearance was edited out. I tried. <laughs> Oh, don't worry, I'll, I, 
I'll give it another shot this week. Anyway, just to add my two cents. The fucking will go out again. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, Steam sell while I am here. Overall, I found it rather disappointing. Yes, there were a couple of decent deals, and of course, it will mostly be subjective depending on one's heard taste. This, like, wasn't the Steam sale look a bit eh this year? I think the problem is I bought quite everybody's a lot got last everything. Year, so, yeah, I think that was a lot of it. Uh, but I never felt like we really saw any killer deal to make us drop our sandwiches. Uh, my pick from the sale was Surgeon Simulator, which I'm playing, and I think it's just hilarious. Yeah. Although Half-Life 2 for a couple of dollars was well worth it. Absolutely, Half-Life 2 for any amount of money is always worth it. Uh, when you explore the mods you can get, this opens up a ton of new gaming experiences. Keep up the good work. Stay cool in England. One day you'll get the aircon in your houses. Maybe Stu already has it, because we all know he does all yeah, right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Cheers. I like that guy. Great. I like him. P.S. I'd be very curious, as many others are, as to what mics you guys use to record. Your audio is usually pretty decent. Oh, and how does Duke have his sound effects over Skype? Oh, I have tried hell. with Pamper. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just email. I know how he does it. And I still don't know how he does it's it. It's magic. God, I feel like we're podcasting with Duke now. As I said to wife, never apologize Duke, for letting. lay off the sound effects. So, yes. Uh, as for Mike, I did send him a quick email. I use Plantronics. Chini uses Plantronics. And you, I can't remember what you have. What do you have? I've got, um, well, I made an HTML soundboard. I can give you the link for that. And then there's this thing where you just use this program called Line In, which you send all your system audio to Soundflower, which is another program. Yeah, you have to have a Mac, though. You should I am on a Mac. Bit. That's true. And I don't know how to do it on I don't PC. think you can do it on PC. There's got to be a way, but I've only ever had people tell me that there's something in the sound control panel and it's like, send it through this. And I'm like, I tried it, and I couldn't figure it out. So if you have a Mac or an access to it, Soundflower to, uh, to your uh, headphones or your microphone into Soundflower along with your system audio into Soundflower. So everything gets sent to this thing called Soundflower. And then you put Soundflower is your exit audio into Skype. And then you also use Line In to send the Soundflower audio back to your headset so you can hear what you're doing on the sound. I think you should send him an email and he knows what you're talking about. I've done it and it's fucking complicated. Oh, God. Yeah. So that's Same it. Soundflower is good that's for recording go. straight off, you, you know, like yeah. the computer. Anyway. Sure. Anyway, let's anyway. do some shout outs. Uh, Thank you for the emails as always. Shout outs. Get the hell out of here. Um, for a Colbert Report. Yeah. Shout out. Hey! So I'll go first. Look, I'll go, go first, first for a change. Too. I'm going to go first. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to do, first of all, a non-shout-out, uh, an anti-shout-out, to my wife, right? Oh, shit. And I mean this, I know, I mean this Careful. in the nicest possible Careful. way. Careful. You know, are on dodgy territory. But I was given a link, right, because they are, they've done some uh, limited edition artwork from Journey on Cook and, ba- uh, Cook and Bakery, oh my uh, and, and honestly, some of these are beautiful paint, like prints, the, the, the limited edition, 50 of each, uh, but they're £135. They are signed by the game creators and they're, you know, all numbered and everything. And they do look bloody cool, right? So I'm showing Kay and going, Kay, what do you reckon of these? I think I might, I think I might splash out and buy one when we're spending money, you know, buy one of these. And she's like, well, you can buy one, but you're not putting it anywhere in this house. <laughs> So I did buy one in the end. So, but I was very, very tempted because it's so. Like, there's a really, really nice did you one. You say you did not really. buy one? No, I didn't oh, in the end. My, my wife put me off because, like, the Duchess is cool with. I mean, like, we got you know that famous painting of the diner on the corner. I don't know oh, yeah. artist name, but you all know that painting. I got one with. There was one at a garage sale recently that has the Simpsons 
in that diner. You know, Homer's eating donuts and stuff, and Moe's behind the bar. It's just a really funny, silly picture, and it's definitely low art. But I don't know. The Duchess is cool and let me put it up. So I yeah, she just went. To have her. It's orange. I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't like it. Well, couldn't you put it in your conservatory? I guess I was looking at. I was measuring it up, to be honest. Maybe, uh, but it is it is lovely. I mean, but it is 135 pounds, so it's not cheap, cheap, and it's uh, 25 by 100, so it's a meter a meter long by 25. Are you happy though, Stu? It would. I'll do love it, and uh, and there's still some available. There's still some available. So I'm still wants to. Come on. I my know, favorite know, kind of put it. Buy it. <laughs> my favorite. I know, I know you're trying to persuade me. My now. favorite um, putting pictures up, but the missus won't let your story. What do you mean you haven't got one? Um, <laughs> he's you know you know Marsh, friend of the show. Yeah. He, uh, he, 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 it was quite a while ago, about two years now, um, moved in with his now wife. Um, and they, they've got a lot, a lot of canvas pictures in their house. Um, you know, like of roses and shit. Um, yeah. that like, you know, she likes. <laughs> All right. And I remember at his house, when he lived with his mom and dad, that he had a, a canvas picture of a sniper rifle, the, the sniper from, Saving Private Ryan, you know that that scene where he gets blasted out of the tower. Uh, oh yeah, because Marsh loves sniper rifles. He's like a big fan of sniper rifles, so he loved that. He got he got a really cool canvas picture of that. And I I, I said to him over the phone, I was like, "Have you got that canvas picture up in your house?" And he's like, "He says, oh yeah, yeah, yeah." I was like, "So Stacy let you put it up?" He says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, so I went, you know, like a week or so later, I went around his house and I couldn't see it. I was looking for it, right? Oh, no. And I was like, like a cabinet or something. Where, where's where's the sniper picture? And he says, no, oh, no, I'll show you later. Uh, anyway, I went to the toilet. The downstairs toilet. Not even, you know, the, the upstairs toilet. The downstairs toilet. Uh, and that's where it is when you sit on the throne right in front of you. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I just said that I have a... For some reason, I was a kid. I, there was this picture... At a frame store, they had some art for sale, you know. And it's this little girl looking at these two insects on a flower. And it's just a cute little picture, you know. It's kind of like a cartoon drawing. And I was like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Let me get that, Mom. She's like, uh, okay, I guess. And I'm like, what the heck? Years later, it took me like five years to realize the bugs are having sex. <laughs> so it's called <laughs> Insects. Funny. And it's like the bugs are fucking sexy. <laughs> I never noticed it. And then, oh my god! So anyway, when I, when we moved into this house, I said to the Duchess, "Like, where should we put this?" She's like, "That should go in the bathroom." And I'm like, "All right." And then there's that dolly painting of like this, I don't know, some adult themes or something going on. Yeah. The anyway, it's lovely. Called. Thank you, Duchess. As lovely as all that is, we do need to get oh, the hell out our of here. Podcast so. now. Everybody I know. Hear this. So. So we'll quickly come to you, Chinny, for your shout-outs, and then Duke, and then we'll get the hell out of here. So, Chinny, what have you got for us? Uh, I'll shout out Sean Anderson. Oh, Because right, I'm okay, going to cool. rip through his YouTube channel and see oh, if I can um, slight him in any way. Uh, no. I'm sure you'll find something to no, 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 about. No, 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 no. I'm looking. I haven't clicked on any of them, but he, he looks He looks like he's making an effort. He's got a Canon T2i, um, which is a 550D in the uk uh it's a decent camera depends what lens you got on it but he's probably got like an 18 to uh 18 to 135 millimeter but 
Um, if he's interested in cameras and shit, um, I, I, we did a slow-mo video over the weekend. Like We got a new camera at work, and it's Ooh. a very expensive camera. Uh, and it does slow motion. Pretty cool slow motion as well. And uh, you saw this video, didn't you, Duke? Uh, slow motion, probably, but it's been a while. The glass pouring one. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm talking about, yeah, the test for the thing. I thought yeah, you were talking about so, so, yeah, All yeah. we did, because I've never used this camera before, so I spent it's the whole Saturday, I, I spent the whole Saturday just, just working out how to do it. Um, and all we did, I was intending to go to the park and film some people playing sports and stuff. Obviously, I would ask them, but just kind of film them um, in slow motion, but I never got round to it. And all I managed to do was film water being poured into a glass uh and that took me <laughs> three hours excited. i think you'd probably be able to see more like if you had a tennis racket and you had the hitting the ball that would probably be a really cool way to show it off but the thing well. is like if i if i go out with this camera and start asking like strangers like do you mind look like, first of all i'm, I'm bothering <laughs> I film you hitting tennis balls well, that, that's what i was pretty i'm i'm gonna do like but like First of all, they're, play, they're, they're it's a Saturday afternoon, they're playing tennis. You know what I mean? They just want to fucking play tennis. They don't want, like, some bloke going, hey, can you hit the ball there, please, you selfish fucker? <laughs> right, you know? Um, I'd have to, like, be really good at knowing how to get this shot. I can't fuck around, yeah. like, when I've got people just, like, being frustrated with me. It's not the first thing you try with that. Yeah. But, like, pouring water into a glass, as boring as that sounds, I can control that. You know, I can do that whenever. Um yeah. And it's really cool that, like, as dull as that sounds, we made like it look like epic water pouring, uh, yeah. and it's really cool. So check it out. Uh, it's on my work YouTube channel, um, but I'll I'll post it up somewhere. It's, it's Stone's Throw Media YouTube channel, uh, but yeah, and I'll I'll have a look and I'll shout out Sean for you know his, his YouTube looks decent. He's having a go. Looks like a looks like he's doing stuff. So I'll have a look at it. That's it. Over to you, Duke. Yeah, I got a bunch of shout-outs. Let me pull up my list here and see... You need to make it quick, man, because we're running into two hours, 40 minutes at the moment. Okay, here's my shout-outs. Verbal Rob gifted me Hotline Miami. Thanks, dude. Burr Salem gave me some Steam trading, and whoever traded me for the Skyrim card, I can't remember who that was. Sorry, but thank you to both of you for trading me those Steam cards. They're really stupid, but they're fun. D. Tripney uh, sent me some Simpsons Family Guy crossover news. I'm not a huge Family Guy fan, but I will check it out. Duff Stuff sent me something for the Sincast, and he sent me some more Dota 2 comments. So thank you. I might go back to that game at some point. Master Zulu, I gifted him uh, FTL, so enjoy it, dude. Ordi84 is headed back into the Mojave Desert. Have fun, dude. I'll see you out there. And thank you, a big thank you to everyone who bought the book and everyone who's been tweeting about it and sending me pictures of them holding it or on their ground. There's a gallery up at just-text.org. I also made a little uh, video of me, not actually video of me reading one of the stories, but it's a, a little promotional thing you can share with your friends if you really want to help out. Um, it's just one of the stories from the fiction journal in the back of the book. Anyway, people have been tweeting about uh, this ain't what you rung for. Big Bad Daddy, Chris MJW, Bongo sent some feedback on Z, letting me know that ZZN, letting me know that I achieved exactly what I wanted to achieve. So thank you to all of you who supported me and bought the book and everything, and everybody who hasn't bought it yet. Buy my book! Buy my book! Buy my book! 
brilliant. <laughs> I've got to say, you 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 you're very subtle with the way you're advertising your. Hey, book. I'm trying. I'm actually <laughs> making say. money off of this now, so this is a financial matter, baby. I'm trying to get like six hundred dollars out of this whole thing. Chad wipes his ass <laughs> with six hundred dollars. That'll pay for your Xbox One, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Um, Anyway, that all being said, we do need to get the hell out of here. So thank you, everybody who contributed on Facebook. We will go through your choices next week. And that's it, really. Let's go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. There you go. I thought that went really well. I thought yeah. that was good. That was a good show. I think it was kind of fun just talking about something different for a change, wasn't it? It was nice to just do music stuff. I agree. That's cool. That's cool. Hopefully all the listeners out there enjoyed it as well, I guess. Nah. If they did it, then to hell with them. Yeah, tough shit. That's what we were doing this week. Do something different. Oh, Duke, thanks for putting the blog post on the Burma video. Yeah. Yeah, eventually. Like, you should have done that. I should have, really. but... You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That, that is real diva behavior. I mean, well, he's like, I'm not going to do it because people should just find it. People, no, somebody else needs to come along behind me and promote it. But it works. That's right, yeah. It's not my job to promote yeah, exactly. it. Well, you don't want to look like me. <laughs> no, true, I, I, true. Just, Watch just my saying. video. Watch my video. Buy my Dude. book. Bye, stop listening to this, you losers. Bye. Yeah, Everybody. stop listening now. Go away. It's a better finished. podcast like anything else. Yeah. yeah. Also, watch my videos on YouTube.